You know what? I don't really want to wait. You don't want to wait. Let's go play some Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, did Carl just arrive? Hey, just in time, man. We're literally just pressing go. All right. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to get the stream going. Hi, Internet. Yeah, We're... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay, man. I just got to get no, things no, no. kind of fixed up here. How's everybody? Well, I just ate little Caesar, so I'm just waiting for its old bells of regret to chime in. <laughs> oh, dear. Thank God we're on remote. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank this, God. This is sponsored by Little Caesars and Pepto-Bismol. We're not actually <laughs> sponsored by either of these things. But we could be if you're a representative and you want some free advertising. Wait, not free. Not free. <laughs> uh, how's everyone? How they sponsorships usually work. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They're like, we'll make fun of your product for you. Money, please. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Todd. Uh, these are some friends of ours, uh, of ours and uh, yeah. your friends of ours. Who words, more coffee. One sec. Hi, why don't you all just fend for yourselves for a minute? Fending. <laughs> Fending. Fending is not loading. All right, so... Um, we're going to continue playing some Dungeons and Dragons in hell. Um, I'm actually not that much of a metalhead, but I'm, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it more. Appreciate it more now. Definitely kind of matches the hellscape for sure. Um, so yeah, we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it's an ongoing campaign. We're on episode, I think, 37. 37. Yee. Uh, we've been going from the beginning. We've got... Uh, uh, some of the same players, a couple of new ones, and a another thing we're going to be doing is that we also are looking forward to starting some Shadowrun interspersed amongst all the Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we're playing 5th Ed, and uh, characters, I believe, are... You're level 11, right? Yep. Okay, currently level 11, and they are in Avernus. So kind of midway through that, and we're also slamming it together with our homebrew. I think it was around episode 20 when we made the leap over to Avernus. Which surprised me just as much as all of you. But it just kind of happened. It just dovetailed really nicely. Figured all of you deserve to go to hell. Let's make that happen. I mean, the characters. You're all lovely people. <laughs> Speaking of people, let's meet the people. Uh, hey, Darcy. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing great. Um, I'm Darcy Bits. You can find me at twitch.tv slash DarcyBits. Um, I also do arts and stuff sometimes. You should check out my Instagram. It's around. You can find it. I, I believe in you. Uh, for this game, I'm playing um, Henrietta Pedersen, the pacifist paladin of Palor. Um, we're going to see how well that works out for me. Very nice. In hell. In hell. Yeah, already she's uh, she's had some rough goes and uh, interesting, uh, interesting run-ins. So we're excited to see even more of, I think, possibly... The least morally ambiguous of the group, but that remains to be seen, I suppose. Um, so let's keep going around the horn. Uh, the latest addition to the party is Valerie. Hi, Carl. How's it going? How's it going, guys? Carl, and I will be playing Valerie, the uh, Aracocra Shadow Monk, who is still trying to figure out why the hell she's down here. No pun intended. Mm, pun intended. Pun is always intended. Oh, hell would be full of puns. It would be just like fantastic that would oh, yeah. be such a oh, 
Welcome to hell. Game in hell. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, that's that's what makes it hell is that everyone uses punt constantly. That's really good. That's a really good observation you've made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I have an insight. Um, so uh, let's keep going around the circle here and uh, give it over to Gordon. Hey, Gordon, playing Fenris, the Shadow Sorcerer. Probably, I think, one of the old, the oldest character, along with Henrietta. Yeah, we actually brought you two back together again. It's really cute. You guys make a lovely little couple, <laughs> except you hate each other. Oh, we have, like, um, our party is so cohesive right now. <laughs> so cohesive. And your like, character, your character is the glue that binds them all together. In that kind of way that, but okay, that you stick uh, super glue on your fingers by accident, and you're like, God yeah. damn it, ah! And you have to like pull until the skin tears. Yeah, it's that. You're that. Uh, let's uh -huh. keep. Uh, oh, and while we're at it, let's mention that other thing that you do because I like to promote you. I don't know that we're sponsored by that, but uh, let's talk briefly about that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, I design board games and uh, recently completed a Kickstarter for a new game that we'll be releasing in 2021 called uh, Lost Ones. Nice. So we're looking forward to seeing that and playing that because I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that. Ooh, uh, music's a little loud, sorry. And then, last but not least for tonight, uh, and we do have a, another player away today, and uh, a couple who I would welcome back to the table anytime. We were just talking about Levi, and we wish you well, Levi. I hope you can join us again at the table. And same with Trent, but of course, you know, scheduling and, and life. Uh, but you guys are welcome at the table. And uh, last but not least, Darmida, or sorry, Bella. Hey, I'm Bella. And yes, I play Darmida. And she is a fallen Azamar uh, ranger. And uh, she's a bit prickly lately. She doesn't like health. What? It is your yeah. favorite terrain, though. I know, but uh, she's a little prickly. Yeah, that's fair. She's been through a lot. Like, she saw her dead mom. Her favorite terrain is filled with things that she just loves to murder, some of which she doesn't always that's get to do. interesting point, right? I was thinking most people hate to be surrounded by, you know, things they hate, but you love murdering those things so much. You'd think that, you'd think that would... Uh... Well, here's the thing, though. If you've noticed, and nobody's given this much thought, but for the last few weeks, we've um, had to not murder hags. And, um, That's a very good point. And I've had to be nice or work together with. Um, and, and that is not... She's not down with that. That is a hard sell. Like you're surrounded by the things that you just love yeah. to put arrows into. And you're like, eh. and I'm being asked to ally in some weird way. Well, yeah. you got to eat, right? Yeah, well, you you're going to single handedly take on all of hell <laughs> tonight. A descent into Avernus. All right, and I'm the Dungeon Master. Uh, there's another important player who couldn't make it today, uh, and he's. we're hopefully we'll see him next week, and that is Archibald Cunningham. The, he's not the player, he's the character. Archibald Cunningham, the duelist rogue fighter scrapper, um, who's also a dandy, 
and he's played by Jay. And Jay, we love you. Come back to the stream real soon. Uh, and uh, of course, there's one more really most important, and that is the interwebs. Ooh, and speaking of which, that should have talked to me. I don't know why it didn't. Um, Yaofen jumped right in there as I was saying that. Good to see you again, Yaofen. And anyone else in chat, feel free to say hi. We love your, inter uh, your input, and we love you to spend some plot points and make us uh, figure out the game. I'm sure you come... Actually, some of my favorite moments have come directly from the audience. Like, legitimate, love, lovely little tingled storytelling moments. So, I love it. And also to make these the lives of these people either easier or harder, or certainly more... Uh, yeah, that, that's the word I'm going with. Uh. Um, so, and Yaofen says, although it didn't read it for some reason, compromise makes for strange bedfellows. And that it does. That it absolutely does. So, uh, we'll see... <laughs> We'll see exactly who turns it up in the bed tonight. But internet, feel free to chime in at any point, and uh, we'll work into the game. All right, my system is being a little funny right now, so let's dive in after 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 these not messages. We'll be right back. You remember that one? Alright, last time on Dungeons and Dragons. So we, um, we're in hell, and the party has been trying to get several leads about the Eye of Pelor. They're, um, I think it's safe to call it a nemesis, right? And so uh, the party has been hot on the trail of a couple of leads, one of which is unlocking memories of the Holyphant old man sometime Deva, uh, who is Lulu, who has been tagging along with the party into the gates of hell and beyond. Uh, meanwhile, there's been talk of a, an artifact, the Sword of Zariel. Also, you needed to find the name of the fallen angel. The uh, Eye of Pelor was the pseudonym given by the... Uh, the being that is twisting the sect of Pelor to its own will and busy corrupting the those who would be otherwise holy and servants of Pelor, convincing them ever so slightly by step by step to commit more and more evil acts, beginning with intolerance, bigotry, hatred, and finally giving up their souls and going to hell and fighting in the eternal war as slave de de devils against the demon army. Because, you know, that's how it goes. First, Apparently. tempt. Second, cause them to fall from grace. Third, profit. I think that's how it goes, right? Probably. So uh, you find yourselves uh, on the banks of the sticks, the red blood red river flowing between the um all the way through this layer of hell avernus the first layer and the demons rising up from the waters below and like so much bubbling toxic filth the devils pushing them back and this war has been going on for eons and eons and ages the endless war you find yourselves 
unwilling inhabitants of this ancient battleground. The landscape scarred and torn. Wretched hides and um, beings shambling around, some of which are enslaved to be combatants in this war. Others, just these poor wretched souls finding themselves on this hellscape. And you find yourselves blazing along on a, on a, I think it's called a demon grinder, an infernal machine that burns the souls of soul coins for fuel. And then some other un, unlikely bedfellows, two kenku, a flame skull, and uh, servants of a, a, a Vernus warlord who you made a bargain with, not for your souls, but for access to your memories. This bargain played out. She furnished you as best she could and sent you on your way to complete your quest. You may not have heard the last of Mad Maggie, but she's gotten you thus far. Archibald, unfortunately, never left her camp, going missing in the dreamscape. Meanwhile, you find your way across the sundered chains and now staring up at Harriman's Hill on the opposite side of the sticks. At this point, it's not too far across, a couple hundred meters, and you've managed to um, Chaka and Clunk, the two Kenku, grind the two infernal machines to a stop between two hills. <laughs> Finally, those tearing, screaming, belching sounds from the engine fall silent. Your ears ringing with the memory of the noise. You find yourself between some hills, blocking the view of nearby watchtowers, unfollowed to your knowledge, unobserved for the moment. What do you want to do? So if I recall from last time, we already had sort of come up with a plan. Um that Lulu was in Holophant form. And I had asked if he could carry, I think, uh, Fenris and Henrietta. And then myself and um, Valerie were going to fly up to the top uh, or the like the edge of her, her, her uh, Harriman Hill I can't talk tonight I, I give up um, to the hill <laughs> to um, because we believed we, there was something there that we required to continue yes Lulu remembers that space and feels there may be something to be gained from going there, or at least something you remember something vaguely important. That's what he told you. But unfortunately, his memory is shattered, probably by a dunk in the sticks. Orlando, um, uh, yeah. Pillar draws me northward, or not northward, I guess, whatever. Pillar draws me to the citadel. Is I, I do value your counsel, but do you have 
anything concrete, I guess I wouldn't use the word concrete, would I? Unless that word came before the term. Wow, words. Anyway, not important. Um, <laughs> something solid to act upon. Some real reason we must go there. Otherwise, well, we need to cross the sticks anyway if we have a way, but... I... Uh, all I know is... Nation. Well, I too want to seek the sword. If you know where it is, we should get it, and we should bring it, and we should... Perhaps that could be the key. The key to undoing all of this terrible mess. That would be wonderful. But but I, I think it was... Even if you know the place, it was guarded or covered by... The, the, uh, I, I, I think it was... It was like a scab on the landscape covering up a, a holy resting site. I feel that feel that it might not be quite so um simple but we could if if you think if you know where it is we could go there and we could get the sword and then and then we can undo it and and Miller leads me onward I, I I have no reason to think that This draw that pulls me to the citadel, it, it must have a means inside as well. I, I must believe this. Yes. Unless. Belief is very important. I, I believed. I think I can again. It is good to have faith in Henrietta. And, uh, Lulu, the old man, puts his hand on your on your armor a little bit just with a reassuring tap, and then kind of runs his fingers absentmindedly along the edge of your pauldron. Um, it is a long time since I've since I've felt whole, and I still don't recall so much, and it's hard, but I remember bits, and that too may have meaning use I I have to believe I may still have a use as as to you I need to reach the other side of the river anyway so I would be happy to accompany you good you and your faith will take you far I can only hope it will be far enough I think I like recite some like ritual phrase in the religion, just like you know, some rote thing back at them. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> While um, we're doing this, I'm gonna just put my hand back in the pocket, and maybe I, I spend like a plot point from the mm -hmm. last encounter with Mad Maggie when she kind of touched and maybe cast mend on my. Abs sure thing. I I'll accept that plot point. The players get plot points too. There you go, yeah. internet. Um, so yes, you actually pull out the the little bit of blanket that you pulled, you tore from the dreamscape. It was your own little blankie when you were a, a young child raised in the cult. And you'd been, you. it's weird, you have these memories. It's not just dreams. It's you remember 
etching and drawing on various things, and you remember vaguely sketching and doodling on your blanket, but at the time it didn't really have any meaning to you. Now you have a portion of that blanket, two-thirds of it in fact, in your hands, worn and soft. It's a little disconcerting because you also... This little tiny piece of blanket was once your comfort in the cold nights on the road with your family. And this is possibly one of the last pieces you have tying you to them. You look at it, and there is script. It's written in a strange language. You can read it. You were taught to read it. And some of it is imbued with arcane symbols. Unfortunately, it's not complete. But the two pieces you have have been mended back together. Ellery. It feels good to be in the air, even when the, the hot, oddly dry, strangely sand-swept air of the hellscape still can't take away the entire joy for you of flying in the open air. The, the roiling dark clouds above and the reddish, uh, almost backlit and under underlighting, um, it definitely makes it feel more closed in than your home plane of the air. But it's still good to fly. You've been flying there and then the previous uh, previous times. It's certainly since you were wandering in those tiny little catacombs before the party met you. That that was probably the truest sense of hell for you. You almost begrudgingly come down and land having scouted around. Can I get you to do a perception check? By the way, some of you have had a rest about eight hours ago. Henrietta, you have not. If you press on from this point... Has, uh, has eight hours passed? Um, nah, uh, from when you set out for Mad Maggie's? Yeah, I need to know because of aid, which I cast before I left. So it has been more than eight hours since you left Mad Maggie's. Um, it okay. has not been eight hours since the party caught up with you so it's probably been about uh it's probably been about a good 12 hours since you've left mad maggie's uh the party is no more than that it'd be more like 16 hours since you left mad maggie's um and you you do feel the, the urge to sleep you can probably press on if you want to but you're risking a point of exhaustion by doing so um, no, on that note, Father rolled a nat 20. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I, I had a question in regards to what we just discussed, in that um, when we left Mad Maggie, we had minus five to our max hit points. And with Bless, brought it up to five over. Max yes, with eight. You know, having, having had a long rest, um, does that negative five to hit point still remain, or...? 
you have a permanent loss of five hit points when you left the care right. of Mad Maggie. That was, unfortunately, the, you're determining that was kind of the cost of the ritual that allowed you to unlock some of the Hollyfence memories, as well as some unexpected gifts. So we're all at minus five permanently. Great, so. Yeah, and he has worn off if you have taken that into account. Cool. Looking forward to those gifts, though, let me tell you. Yeah, we didn't actually get to yours yet, but we'll come back around. Maybe you picked something up in the dreamscape that you didn't remember. Maybe. <laughs> All right, so um, if you want to press on and, and uh, carry on, that's great. If you want to set up camp, you can do that, too. <laughs> Dungeons right, and Dragons, so nat 20. camp. Nat nat, 20 oh, sorry, nat 20 perception. So when you scanned around, you saw uh, three um, watchtowers, of like devil watchtowers, set along the side of the sticks on this side. They generally will watch for any demon intrusion. You didn't count. You could get a pretty good look at one of them and could count about maybe three or four devils, at least one of which was winged at the top of, uh, of the nearest one, which is just a little bit to the south, probably ha half a mile to the south uh, behind the hills, though. That's the one you get went tearing past and, you know, Chaka and Clunk, the Kenku, flipped it off and just kept on driving. They didn't pursue or anything, but they did yell obscenities and infernal at you. Um, you imagine the other, uh, the other two nearby um, watchtowers are probably similarly outfitted. Uh, they seem to not have noticed your presence or tracked you, and it doesn't seem like any of the wandering uh, lemur souls that sometimes burble up out of the sticks. Um, you see occasionally them wandering across the plain in, in either solo or groups. You don't see any nearby currently, so it seems like the party is left fairly alone and unbothered at the moment. So I'll relay that to the others saying, look, right now we're pretty much safe. Uh, got those watchtowers, but uh, I think they're busy with something else and... Uh, not really into us, but uh, just in case you're interested in figuring out numbers, is about uh, four demons um, per per tower, per tower approximately. So at least at the top, you can see. Mm. Correct. All right. What do you want to do? What? What do you want to do? Said one of the Kenku. Who needs a rest? Um, the so other Kenku answers, like, I don't know, what do you want to do? You said, um, you're saying that like I'm sort of the, the limiting factor here. Um, you said I've been awake for like 16 hours or something, and that's exhausting. A little longer than that, even. Like, the rest of the party got a, an eight-hour like, So I didn't get like a long rest, but I think I should still be rested, right? You've had a chance to take a short rest in the back of the vehicle. Uh, the rest of them had a chance to take a long rest in between the time of picking you up, uh, before picking right, you up, no, catching no. My, up, and my then moving on from there. I understand that. My understanding was that I wasn't getting a mechanical long rest, but I was still res like still rested as a just normal human functionalities. Um, it, That's well, what I was acting upon the let me put it this way. 
let me know if you feel like you are going to go to sleep and do anything that would otherwise break concentration. That's a good point. Um, I just I didn't know if, if, if I'm actually feeling exhausted or not, right? That's going to be what Hen is. Uh, go ahead and roll a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Okay. Because hell. Sure. Constitution. That's a five. You are wobbling on your feet, so much so that when the vehicle finally lurched to a halt, you were kind of keeping your your steed, your uh, celestial mount that you summoned forth, uh, trying to keep mm-hmm. it calm in the back of this almost... You took the bus one or the other one? The bus, I believe. I think that's the one you said had... No, you space. took the demon grinder. Sorry, it's still pretty big in the back. And so it had I didn't no think space. we brought a demon grinder, actually, but sure. Oh, but I, maybe it was the one with the claw. It's uh, the one with the claw. Okay, so that's the scavenger. So uh, uh, you took that one in the tormentor because you were offered yep. two. So there is a little more room in the back of that one, so all of you can fit pretty comfortably in the back of the scavenger, um, even your horse if people are willing to you know, shuffle over. So when you come to a stop... Yeah, you said the horse you, is basically going in like cargo space instead of going into... Like, most of you are in cargo space. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough then. And so uh, when the vehicle slams to a stop, you've actually nodded off almost on your feet okay. and, and unexpectedly just whoo, you go slamming forward and you slam into the side of the creature and it kind of turns its head and nuzzles against you to see if you're alright mm-hmm. right okay oh alright looks like that's it for me sorry folks alright you get some rest the rest of us can if we're not too tired, let's figure out a way to cross this river. Barnabas comes floating down and says, um, uh, Hi, hello. Hey, we'll stay with the... Um, what's his voice again? All right. Uh, we're going to stay with the uh, with the vehicle. Um, we'll, we'll stay as long as we can, but if we're found, we're going to have to hightail it back south again. All right. Um, All right. And then you hear... Chuck uh, look back and say keep it keep it down keep it down so we didn't like uh, while I was looking for the washtowers I didn't see like a, a small narrow opening or like a felled tree or whatever in, in the watchtower itself or in the sticks no that would allow us to cross the sticks unfortunately not with the vehicles not at this point um it generally winds its way all the way through, although there are places where it diverges from its path, either purposefully or just the nature of the shifting landscape. At this point, I mean, it's still several hundred meters across at this point. And then on the opposite side, you see the cliff beginning to rise, rise, rise to this massive height on the opposite side, directly overlooking you see what Lulu and the others have referred to as Howerman's Hill. It's probably a thousand feet up. It's very strange, almost like a, uh, half a mountain was sh- just shorn clean. And there's nothing on the opposite side except the river and the plains stretching off. Mm. 
appears the easiest way across would be to fly. Not a hard task for yourself. But these, uh, landlubbers, I don't know. They say it spans about 100 meters, yeah. Uh, probably, probably about 150 at its narrowest point, which is right where, uh, if you go due east from where you are, if, if east was a thing here, um, you would run into a watchtower, and that point is about 150 meters across the sticks. But on the other side is a cliff as well, already at least 100 feet high. So the further south you go, the more flat the cliff point, yeah, the more flat the cliff point is. Um, and the further north you go, the more steep it becomes. Okay. And Lulu could potentially carry one of us? Oh, oh yeah. Two. I I believe I could. Well, I I'm getting a wing back. It's okay. okay. I, in in my form, I have I have three still and a nubbin. You want to see? Wait a minute. Hold on. We're not thinking clearly here, obviously. Lulu, that thing you did when we were being attacked in um, yes. the hall? Yes. Where you took us else can you do that yeah can you do that with all of us and the vehicles across the river I I can try but I I wasn't feigning sleep when we arrived near Mad Maggie's I really it took it out of me um I, I can try if you want me to, but it would be quite a, um, uh, I, yeah, I can no. certainly try. No. I... Weaken you like that. No. I used to be strong. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's not your fault. I think I can get myself across. I feel something inside me is adapting. The problem is... And he grows a tentacle out of his... No. (laughs) (laughs) The problem, Fenris, is the five of us can get across. That's not the issue. It's... We can do that, but we're going to be without vehicles. And... These two aren't going to go. So they could stay here hidden and we could go up to Harriman Hill and do what we need to do. If that's where the sword is or a clue to where the sword is. Well, like, what do you think that, uh, my original plan, but it seemed like that was, 
I think I can... Against, so I don't know. I think that we we, we should try. Okay. We've come this far. I don't think we were spotted. We can leave the vehicles. I know it's a big risk. Um, and I think we all have to agree on this, but I think... I think the fight once Henrietta awakens, I know that you and Valerie can fly across. Yeah, and I but can I, cloak. I can get I think I can get me and Henrietta across. You gotta keep in mind that if we were to bring the vehicles over we'd we'd offer ourselves as a target <clears throat> on the we'd make side, noise. So. That's a very good point. Yeah. They're pretty big. And they're yeah. noisy. So I think, you know, if we're going in the these hills here, you know, in the belief that the source there, we probably want to use some some stealth to get in there. And those, yeah, those vehicles would offer protection, but would not offer any modicum of uh, stealth whatsoever. So when we when we do want to go across, I can cast pass without a trace to everybody as well. So. Okay. I just need to get to a point by the riverbank that's relatively narrow. And I think I can bring me and uh, Henrietta across. All, all right. Uh, that sounds good. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going to get some rest too then. Uh, I would say as a player, because I mean, I'm not, I think I'm asleep as Henrietta. Um, I have nothing wrong with if you guys want to go do that like during the rest. Like that seems like it would probably take less than eight hours, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it just depends. Does Henrietta need like eight a full eight hour rest? Um, you would buy some time if you just made it a short rest, an hour. I mean that's a fair point, right? Like I wasn't resting for the for a mechanical purpose; I was resting for a exhaustion purpose. So that's really up to you. Um, I would say you could buy yourself uh, a couple of hours if you got an hour nap, but you're definitely gonna either way you're gonna lose anything that might be concentration, and um, it, it, you know you, obviously you wouldn't be coming up on an exhaustion if you rested fully now, but you can you can put it off by resting. God, I hope so, because I do that all the time. Yeah, I think that the like the scene basically is like, you know, the Kenku and um, Barnabas are like, we'll stay here with, you know, with Hen. You go do what you got to do, right? That, that's why I'm picturing the scene. That's fine. You do whatever you want. Do you want to wait uh, an hour or eight hours for Henrietta? Or do you want to um, um, uh, go ahead without her? Oh, what do you think, Darmida? Well, I mean, weighing risk factor. I mean, it. If we go, I mean, I feel like the three of us. I, you know, we could potentially even leave. Lulu here um, 
you know, with Henrietta, I think maybe the three of us, although it's Lulu who knows what we're looking for there. So I think we yeah. take him. So I think the four of us uh, can go stealthily enough between uh, Valerie and I, we've got, uh, sorry, I just looked down at Carl's name. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, what is the name, Carl? I can't read it from the screen I'm on. Little C little... Forsaken. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Just totally <clears throat> caught me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, we both have the past without a trace. I think we can get us over there. Do what we well... have to do without any incident so maybe what we do is this we, it's almost going to be about an hour we give Henrietta the option to join us or not or to let her rest yeah so what we'll do is that we'll wait for like about an hour short rest just let him know like hey you know you have the option to kind of wake up I know you're tired you can join us or we'll go while, while you get a full rest I'll just leave it to Henry to decide on that. Sure. What's it going to be, Hen? So we'll we'll let an hour pass, and then we'll we'll wake Hen just enough to to say, you know, we're going to scout, or you can join us, or you can get a full rest. Okay. So you you wait that hour. She kind of Henrietta does Henrietta snore? Oh, probably. <laughs> I would imagine. So I have too. to assume. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, Henrietta snores. Don't seem to attract the attention of anything that uh, you don't really want around. Uh, after that hour passes, is there anything else anybody wants to do before you uh, move on? All right. I think just get ready. You eat so meager just... rations that turn to ash in your mouth. It's just awful. The water tastes like vinegar. It, it is sustaining, but it is not very good. One of the perks of hell. You make good berries to give to people. Sure. Um, how much uh, mistletoe do you have left? Oh, how I had quite a bit before, but then I, I gave had, some. You did. I think you had something like two d six mistletoe and rolled pretty well. Yeah, and then I, but I gave some away <laughs> when we were underground, when we came upon everybody in hiding under the hall. All right, well, the max would have been 12. So let's say you had 12 and however much you wanted to give to those um, I'm trying just to looking hang on, on my, an Elturel. I'm looking at my character sheet to see if I might have noted it down. Is there anything else that anyone else wants to do? Uh, for, uh, yeah, for the past I, without a trace, I'll, I'll probably cast it. So, uh, all I have to do is use a key point. So, sure. so just prior to, spell to going off. Absolutely. And Henrietta, no, uh, I don't have anything on my. Oh, that's fine. We'll give you half. You got it. six left. So, okay. Henrietta... well, I did use last. Mm. So game. now you're down to four, after this one. But that's for everybody. So you have good berries. Even the good berries aren't great. They are definitely out of season blueberry type taste. Or like, whoa, that's sour. Oh, but it's it's sustaining. It does fill you and make you feel. Hardy and hail. Henrietta, you awaken to Darmida <laughs> offering you a good berry. 
Oh, thank you. Um, and I'm a twig of a bit longer. A little leaf of mint. Good. Um, I appreciate it. Okay. So, and and are you going to be going with them, or are you going to stay put? Heading up to the hill now. Yeah. Yep. I think, uh, well, you can stay here, or you can join us if you're if you're feeling up to it. But we we need to move before we get spotted. And you intend to to come back across the river? Oh. Yeah. My destination's the other side anyway, so I might as well just stay here if that's the case. Okay. 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 The rest of you, ready yourselves. Barnabas um, is uh, proven to be quite trustworthy. I think I should be fine. The flame skull is currently kind of inv- inspecting part of the the demon grind, or the sorry, the scavenger, and uh, looks up at you at the call of his name. Oh, okay. And goes back to his his work, kind of wobbling around. Hey, let's. Oh, right, before you go, um, I'll like pull out uh, the cartographer's map. Uh, do you would would you prefer it to get where you're going? Uh, um, I think we're okay. We're just going to the top of Harmon's Hill, right? <laughs> No, this is your chance to take it from him, so you have it for the rest of the game, probably. Sure, fine. Yeah, I'll make. Okay, whatever. I'll, you can yeah. have it back. You have a narrative excuse so that you know you can have it because Penrus is the one you should have it, probably, just in general. The as you kind of crack the scroll case and peek inside, this this strange, insane voice of the mad cartographer, their soul embedded in the in the pages in the vellum of this map. Um, muttering out. You can just make it out just quietly. One step, two steps, three steps, four. Don't look in. You might not snore. Great. Close it up. Let's get going. <laughs> Alright. So okay. I cast uh, Pass Without a Trace to whoever is going, so I'll gather up 30 meters, All right. 30 feet. Yeah. You cover the uh, couple hundred uh, a couple hundred meters over towards the narrow section of the bridge or, of the river. Or are you going to take off from here? And is Lulu coming with you? Yes. Okay. We do need Lulu. Oh. Um, oh. Hello. All right. Um. I shall. I shall become my glorious self. And you see him. It almost looks like he's trying to take a dump for a minute as he's like focused and he starts to turn kind of red in the face and his body starts to shake a little bit and you see him hunker down and then all of a sudden his body balloons out in this kind of ridiculous cartoon and then his head kind of matches and then the last thing is this old man's face um, suddenly starts to swell in places and his nose and it's the very last thing to come out is as this miniature mammoth um, looking thing with longer ears that also double as wings and then another pair of wings on its back fluttering, um, hovering a couple of feet off the ground. It's it's, ma- it's pretty sizable. It's probably the size of a large dinner table at this point. Um, and uh, its relative girth is strangely 
light in the air as it kind of just hovers a foot off the ground. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got a backup if uh, we need to get across, but let's see if uh, you can carry me. And He sets down on legs that are almost too, too small to bear its weight, but it's a celestial creature, probably one of the more ridiculous, and it, uh, it doesn't seem to have any problem. You okay. Climb on its back and hold on just between its its wings, and he looks back at you and says, mm-hmm. and in his head you hear him say, "Now, hold on." Yeah, I'm holding on. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to put this in my monk notes, man. I'm seeing some shit today. Uh. <laughs> All right. So uh, you end up um, flying up into the air on the back of this Darmida. Uh, how are you crossing? boots oh her voice got out my winged there we go ah yes your winged boots you activate your boots i believe that lasts for something like four hours or something yes all right so the three of you take to the sky fenris on the back of this strange creature celestial being valerie flapping the majestic fighting with your mic oh sorry thank you uh the aracrocro wings um stretching out into the hellscape sky and Darmida, the two little fluttering wings on either side of her ankles, both ankles just propelling her up into the sky above the blood red river. At Valerie's suggestion, you stay low, I'm guessing, or high? Which one do you want? Well, close to one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the in your experience, the past, uh, Trace is just casting at 30, isn't it? It is. No. And then you can we spread We have to out. remain within 30. I'm just looking. Sure, you can yep, check that out. That's right. So you're going to have to stay, to, so stay yeah, let's, together. Let's stay low. And in your experience, unless you can get really high, it's better to stay low. It's harder to spot you. Yeah. So you were hovering 10 or 15 feet off of the deck as the, as the hell, dusty hellscape land gives way as you head out over the sticks. There's this involuntary lurch in your stomach, Fenris. You've flown before, but knowing that you're hovering over water that could strip you of your mind, strip you of all your memories and your soul itself, it's, it might be a soft landing, but it would be a high price to pay. The I flight... can't hear you, sorry. Oh, sorry. No. I don't know what's going on. There you go. There you go, you're back. Weird. Sorry, I think it keeps cutting out my voice for because uh, I got a fan going, so it's trying to block that out. So yeah. you're hovering only about 15 feet above the sticks, and the river is just bubbling and flowing beneath you. It's disconcerting to say the least. Not even gonna look at the river. Just gonna nice. look at the holophant and like <laughs> keep your head kind of buried. Kind of reminds you of riding on your dad's back when you were a little. You um. You go tearing across the river at a pretty quick pace. You can all move pretty quickly. Uh, and before you know it, you're flying along the edge of the river and the land on the far side. The mountain beginning to rise up. Do you want to go kind of along the river and then climb the cliff? Or do you want to go up over land and follow the edge of the land up to the highest point? Well, I'm, I'm smelling like Swiss Chalet right now, so... Uh... Let's let's get away from the river if we could. 
I don't have a choice in this. I'm just like, whatever you guys are doing, I'm along for the ride. All right. So you guys uh, take a right and, and end up over the land. Um, you can make out in the dusty, boulder-strewn landscape some wretched, twisted, petrified trees, a couple of sham- shambling lemurs, and these little, almost like little buildings and a path winding its way up, 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 back and forth, but continually up towards the precipice of this hill. As you fly along, you you start to get a better look at a few of these things, some of them immensely tall, others small and stunted. They Some of them appear to be like trees, other ones strange stone blocks. S- does anybody want to do a perception check for me? I. Do you want to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Um, do you want me to assist or? Sure. Actually, I don't have. No. I can't. If it was I'll... investigation, I could. I'll, I'll assist. Sure. Twenty. Nice. As you're flying up, you see these stone pillars, and there's a a bit of an uneven shape to the one side of them. Otherwise, they seem seem like they're kind of broken off buildings, but only about some of them five feet wide, some of them ten feet wide, and they stretch up about ten or fifteen feet up into the air. Um, they, They seem to have some kind of adornment on the front or some kind of unevenness at the front of them but otherwise they're they they seem like stone from this distance you'd have to get closer to get a better look the strange narrow structures they appear to be almost like almost like trees but totally bare and jagged as though the branches were elongated and stretched and thickened and on these you can occasionally make out the shape of some limbs and a torso and a head dangling bodies you also with that 20 make out for a second you hear this buzzing sound you don't like buzzing sounds and then you look over and you're like and it it's a different pitch and it fades quickly it is not a kazume Okay. Instead, you see this strange creature of you may actually you probably would recognize a sturge. Okay. And you can see these sturges sometimes in little flocks of them buzzing around back and forth between yeah, most of these trees, these jagged stone or iron-like trees hung with bodies. And the sturges are flittering from one body to the next, plunging their front hibiscuses in, and the bodies twitch and writhe. And then it pulls back, and you see a... And then fly away. They, They don't seem to have noticed you. Can I get everybody to do a stealth check? Remember, you've got Pass Without a Trace. That'll be 36. Oh, damn, Valerie. You're a ghost. Mm. 
Ooh, 15. Nine plus 10, right? Uh, nine. Yeah. Ho, 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 ho. So, <gasps> tw- 36 for Valerie. 25 for, or is that including the plus 10? No, Gordon? just 15. Okay, so 15 for Gordon uh, and the Holly Fence. Oh, can you also roll for the Holly Fence, Gordon? And sure. Bella. 19. 19 with a natural one. Yeah, but those <laughs> count on... <laughs> I'm not saying it's an instant fail. I'm just pointing out that it's a nat one. What's uh, Lulu's dex? Uh, not fantastic. I mean, it's a freaking mammoth. Um, it's not a mammoth <laughs> right now, actually. He's in his holy fant form. Um, wow, 27 without dex, so I think it's fine. I think Lulu's fine. Yeah, he's fine. It's a plus zero, so. Okay, 27. Straight 27. So the holy fant is um, up and down and... Uh, Unfortunately, Darmida, in flying over these things, um, you get a little bit higher than the others at one point and a little bit farther away. And you, you, yeah, yeah, I don't know why it's not chatting at me, Yelfen. That should have said that out loud. I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> what did what's he... going on? Uh, <laughs> so, um, Darmida is flying through the air, and the physics are very strange in hell. I mean, there's a city that you left floating above the sticks. So certain things behave differently here. And there's a shattered, one of these shattered pillars, uh, these squat little buildings. And the top is very jagged. And you see these little rocks kind of hovering off of it, like almost like a lava lamp, just kind of bubbling up and rising up a ways and then losing steam and then falling back down. The rest of you see this. Darmina does not. So she's flying through the air and... All of a sudden, whack, right into a rock that's flying in the air. Um, can you do a dexterity saving throw for me, Domino? Yeah. All right. <sighs> Starting out good. Start to the night. Fuck. Okay. 19. Okay, so you're going to take half damage as you crack a rock off your head. All right, rolled a seven. So you're going to take half of that, so you only take three points of damage as you catch this unexpected rock a little scratch underneath along your face uh just a little bit of blood dripping off i'm just gonna kind of grumble a little bit and fly back down to meet them yeah yeah you you have to hustle a little bit to catch up to them um so at this point you're coming up to a little over halfway up the hill and these these structures get a little bit more frequent and a little bit closer together at this point. And you see um, parts of the hill are rising up and, and falling into various places. And you see the squat buildings, the like the one that was broken off with the shards falling off. You catch a, an arm sticking out of the rock at one point, as though there's a body encased in there. And you can see the hand kind of a little twitch. And then and you see another one, one of these taller, tall. This one's almost 30, 40, 50 feet high. And you see almost perfectly cylindrical spike. The jagged part at the top spreads out into kind of three or four, like a little tuft, almost like a almost like a an iron razor sharp palm tree. But the tuft at the top is very small, only about four feet wide. And you see this large 
uh, not large, but like a human body, but big, girthy, as though impaled on it, like one of those note things. And he's halfway down and he's just, it's going right through him. And you can see these jagged wounds where he's been impaled on this. And you see this body sort of wiggling a little bit, not noticing your pass and kind of taking half-hearted swat of a sturge that goes and then flies away. Um, these are definitely tortured beings. As you keep going, like it. as you keep, keep going, going, you see more and more and more of them. Wrought iron trees line a trail that leads to the summit of the steep hill. Anguished knights are impaled on the tree's metal branches, their brought bodies writhing in torment as bloated sturges feast on their blood. As you get towards the top, there is a, um, a large tree with dozens of these impaled in the upper branches and a few along the, along the base um, all the way down. And be just beyond that, you see a low, squat, um, small building, a little bigger than a cairn, a mound of stones, uh, a memorial of sorts at the top, looking out over the barren landscape. Okay. Um... It'd be bad form to give a high five to the hand, right? <laughs> Pretty bad form. You can go and take a look if you'd like. Yeah, let's just go to the summit and see what's there. Very yeah. well, very well. Let's go to the summit. Oh, Yelfin is uh, saying, sorry, I missed that up, Yelfin. Are there bugs in the air? She could catch a bug in the mouth. Nice. <laughs> oh my god, the Philadelphia experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, parts of this are. I love that. Uh, that's such, I gotta see that movie again. All right, back to the game. So you guys see this kind of squat, probably only about 15 feet across building, only about barely 10 feet tall, and this massive iron wrought tree just a little bit behind it. This stone cairn is right at the precipice of this, and a little bit further back, mm. you see the, the beginnings of this massive tree. It's probably 40 feet in diameter, and... You can see that it's stretching up almost another hundred feet up in the air. Kind of whisper in Lubu's ear, let's investigate and see if this jogs your memory. Mm -hmm. He flies down towards. You see, as you get a little bit closer, do a perception check for me. Nineteen. Nice. Just at the opposite side of the precipice of the cliff, you see the cairn has a small <coughs> doorway piled high in it. Um, and uh, the stones piled high in this small archway door, uh, about maybe six feet tall, at about the same wide. Uh, mm -hmm. And then just on the other side of that, on this long outstretching limb off this tree a good maybe 15 or 20 feet in the air you see this one body 
the only one that's really facing towards the cairn, looking out over the hellscape, dangling there, these large metal spikes protruding out of its chest. Um, and you see a sturge come along. And the sturge does something a little different. With a 19, you see that a couple of the sturges come by, and they approach its face. And from this angle, it looks like they hover above it for a little while, and you just see them go... And this red liquid comes spraying out of them and down, and you see the head of the of the knight that's impaled there. Long elven ears poking up from the side. Natted, like, wretched old blonde hair. And you see the head look up and almost begrudgingly licking away at the red liquid that the Sturges had sprayed across its face. And then you see this body kind of shudder and sink a little bit more into the spikes and drop its head again. He's directly across, looking out over this cairn entrance. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, are we landing? soon yeah if you yeah. want to head up and investigate this uh you come out there's actually a little bit of a there's a i mean besides the massive tree nearby there's a pretty wide path at this point it's a good 30 feet wide dropping off on the straight cliff on the far left and a gentle slope off to the right um, there are boulders and and other uh rises as the hill goes down providing some cover from that direction you can't see out that way is quite uninterrupted but to the left you see the far side of the sticks from where you came you see the watchtowers you see the roiling um, you see parts of lava flow on the far side and of course much closer you're about 40 feet away from this um, massive tree and the entrance to the cairn you all touch down so yeah I think we're just going to stay in a stay in a tight formation, right? Like, um, probably like uh, Bella in the front, uh, Valerie in the rear, and me in the middle with Lulu. Is that fine? Sounds good. Yep. All right. So as you approach the building, give me another stealth check. You're welcome, Darmita. <laughs> I could let the one ride. We got 37 this time. Uh, 23. 14. All right. This time it's it's uh, it's Benris who has a little bit of a stumble as he goes walking forward and catches his, himself looking upwards to the top of this massive tree above him and this longer branch sticking out over towards the cairn. Just kind of watching that. You stumble and you kick a couple of rocks and they go down the path and um, it's a general slope so away from the hill so thankfully they didn't go over the edge you did make a little rattle and you see a couple of you see that one body that's dangling there kind of stiffen and go still for a moment who's there 
you see, you can see the back of its head. If I turn around, my mic won't pick me up, but you can see just the side of just the edge of the back of its head and, and the side of its face a little bit as it turns and he can't quite turn his head all the way around. Who's there? I heard you. No, you didn't. Um, since I'm, I've already kind of given myself away, uh, I'm going to walk away from the groups towards him and I'm going to say just a traveler and I'll be motioning them to kind of stay a bit away from me and be quiet his feet kind of sway in the wind and he stays fairly still a few more sturges buzz by but he just ignores them what brings you to this precipice my master isn't here right now And you see, you, oh yeah, you kind of, you hear him gurgle for a second and then spit and this large bloody wad hits the ground and you hear it, this rasping sound, this, it takes you a second to realize it's almost like he's chuckling and it ends in this, in this wrenching sob <laughs> I served many and not enough do I get to see your face will you be a voice on the wind I'll kind of walk just so that he can get in line of sight Mm -hmm. and, and so you can see his face yeah you see a sunken what would have probably once been a, a strong soldier of a man still wearing armor some of it looking fairly familiar he looks he looks almost like He's got embellishments in his armor that remind you of El Terrell. You also see immediately that his face is gaunt and sunken eyes, rimmed with red, his skin incredibly pale. And when he speaks, his smooth elven features twisted in this visage of undeath. And these two long canines when he opens his mouth. Well met, stranger. What brings you to hell and Haruman's hill? Revenge brings me here. A way out is what now brings me to Haruman's Hill. Who are you? My name. My name is Jander. Was. Jander Sunstar. I have served many in my time. 
now I serve in pain. And he looks down and you see these large, like foot long hooked tree limbs coming out, piercing right through his center of his torso and through one arm and another one a little bit lower down. He's been hung here like an ornament. Are you a knight of Pelor? <laughs> I was. At one point. My second chance at life. Didn't turn out so good. I... I was cursed. And he smiles and the fangs... And I sought to redeem myself by serving the light. And when I found a zealous, ambitious angel who didn't shun my service, I thought to redeem myself, save my soul. We charged through the portal into Avernus together. Haruman. Zaria. Nashida and the others. But this place was more than even I could imagine in my darkest times. It seemed like all of hell rose up to fight us. Invading unwelcome celestials. Even the demons set aside their war momentarily. But some stayed and fought. And others... We turned and ran. We ran back through the gate, back through the way gate opened by the angel, back to El Terrell. Pursued, and we... He kind of blinks, almost remembering himself for a second, and looks down at you and takes a Good long look at you. At the mention of my mother's name, I'm gonna take a very careful step forward, well, toward in that direction. His head pivots and takes you in. <sighs> what? You seek revenge. 
and you. What do you seek? He says to Darmida. Or who? Well, I guess um, I don't seek anything right now. I'm just here helping out. You say you ran and made it out, but here you are, paled on a tree. I sought to steal my soul back after the curse, after, after I was bitten and cursed to drink the blood of living men, elves, anyone I could suckle on. I was always pious before. That's the joke, I suppose. And so, I sought to serve the light and thought I could redeem myself here. But when I fled and I went back and we sealed that portal, well, I had promised myself to the eye as it goes by now. I signed, I sealed, I bartered, and that is not a chain that can be broken easily. And when I could bear the shame, some 20, 30 years of shame, living such as it is, I threw myself on Pello's mercy and chose to face the sun. It seems my prayers went unanswered. And so I awoke here, like all the rest of the damned, those who sealed their fates with vows I went against my promise and betrayed my commander. And for that, <coughs> I'll hang here. Valerie, at the base of the tree, you can actually see etched in the iron from where you're standing. There are words. Do you speak infernal? Nope. Okay. You definitely make out, not a plaque, but it's sort of in place of a plaque. Names. Lots of them. You do a quick count and compare the size of this massive tree and count at least 25, 30 different bodies dangling and somewhat twitching. At a glance, you'd hazard to guess that these are 
probably names and something else written with the names. Uh, I can relay the information to... Does anybody else speak Infernal or...? All of us. Ah. You are currently hidden. You'd have to break stealth if you want to talk to them. No, I can't even just like throw a rock. <laughs> no, alright, well... I, I value my stealth more, so I'm going to stay. And with your stealth, a Sturge comes flying just past your head as you're tucked in right next to a tree. You're in the dim light, though, so it literally cannot see you. You are invisible, and it's off to go feed on one of these things. Can I catch it in my mouth? You can. Well, they're they're not small. <laughs> uh, I mean, they are kind of small. Um, I don't have the stats for Sturge right in front of me, but they are... These probably, surge are, ti- are tiny, they're like squirrel-sized. Yeah, yeah they're, the bigger ones are probably on the way to, you know, small dog. Um, and the smaller <laughs> ones are definitely uh, like squirrels. And some are, some are tiny, like itty-bitty. And some of them are, are you know, good good rat-sized sturges. They are well-fed. Uh, well, I had rations before going, so I'm okay. <laughs> That good berry taste is still in your mouth. All right. Mm-hmm. Jander kind of sways gently in the wind in front of you. Lulu is on the cliff kind of near where Fallery was. Kind of takes a few... Uh, actually, generally preferring to hover. And you look over, and now that uh, Lulu's not being ridden anymore, it's... <laughs> resorted to a smaller form which is only about um, it would be you know polyphant size of uh, a little bit smaller than its larger form kind of big chair size and it comes um, a little bit within sight and looks up and you hear <laughs> and then after a few seconds <laughs> the the holyphant morphs into the old man naked <laughs> comes walking over towards um Darmita and and walks forward and clutches her hand and pulls and points. I I remember I remember him. Jander. Jander looks at the holly font and does this. Just unable to contain the like emotional like discomfort and just it's like your worst moment just walking casually up naked (laughs) that might be an episode title your worst moment walking casually up naked yeah yeah let this play out (laughs) but (laughs) all right uh lulu kind of clutches darmita's hand and, and and tugs her a little bit and then says i remember him and you saw in the dream, I I remember the betrayal when they fled. The forces of combined forces of Elturel and those aligned when Zeriel raised her army. Well, they they pointed and points and points at all the bodies hanging. Many turned and fled and left us. I'm sorry. Don't know. I didn't. 
I didn't remember why I've remembered this place. This is not a good place. Wait. You've come back, says Jander. You. And you. Your face. He turns to Darmida and says, You have a face I've seen before. Well, do I? I've never met you. Perhaps I am mistaken. Yes, probably. And he casts this look as though he's trying to see beside him. A little bit further back towards the trunk, and he just can't quite turn his head around impaled as he is. Do a perception check for me, Dormita. Not investigation, huh? <laughs> well, you could do investigation if you want to get a little closer. No, I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll take the 10. All right. Most of the tree where there's a convenient spot to hang... Uh, betrayer, uh, betrayer night is, is pretty full. There are a couple spots that don't seem to be very, um, that don't currently have a body in them. Uh, Valerie, um, actually do a perception check Fenris. Thirteen. You kind of track where where Jander's looking, and you see a spot. There's red running down. It's very close to the trunk, which is why Jander can't see it from this angle. And you see these maybe three or four barbed spikes and a red stain now turned dark brown. Just just down the tree a little bit, like there was someone there. Someone there. What are you? What are you? Who are you looking for, Jander? Maybe we can help each other out here. Some small way. I'm going to try to persuade him to help us in some way. Sure. Go ahead and roll persuasion. Sure. Thirteen. <laughs> you cannot help me, little man. No one can. I am hung here, condemned to the nine hells, and I will suffer, as many before me have, and many more. Watch what promises you make. Your companion. Reminds me of something. But it is no matter now. Mm. 
I'm gonna I give a big sigh and I'm just gonna I'm gonna look at the is there anything I'm gonna ask him, is there anything worthwhile in the cairn? And who is your master? Is he coming by anytime soon? Should we be worried? You should pray that he never comes back. That That is where he sleeps when he sleeps. Which has not been for some time. He comes and goes. Lately, he's been very busy. It's been quiet. And nice. That is the resting spot. One who remained faithful. Even more so now to the Archdevil. Haruman. He went by in that time. And now, who knows? Off to bring more soldiers into the fight, I suspect. Drawing more. If there was a way to get you off this tree and away from all this, what would it be? You've got nothing to lose right now. <laughs> so you might as well just say something, if there is something to say. We're no friend of Zario. Or anyone faithful to him. I'm afraid it is too late for us. Our souls are sealed when we signed our, uh, that script. When we put down our names in service. Bonds. Etched. Now in blood. I know not where they're kept. Those who did not betray. They might be freed. But us. We're kept here. And this is the first time you've seen him move his arms as he reaches up. And kind of taps the th the tree branch, and it just is this little vein of pulse of this orangish white light down the tree branches. It resonates almost like a slight crystal, and the whole thing just shudders ever so slightly. The pattern fading after about ten feet behind him, stretching through him and back into the tree, as though it's the lifeblood of the tree. You may be just in time, or too late. My master approaches. What do you want to do? Uh, 
uh, if he's approaching, I want to hide. <laughs> All right. What are you doing, Dramina? Yeah, I'm gonna. Um... Mm. I don't think I have a minute. Like, how far is you, he? You can go ahead and roll a perception check. As you look around, Valerie, too, you can all do that. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to turn invisible. Why isn't it rolling? There we go. Ooh, not 20. Nice. Just a 10. Okay. <laughs> I'm probably distracted trying to hide. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, uh, and um, all right, nice. All right, so 19 for Valerie, 10 for Gordon, and Nat 20, which brings 21 for Darmita. So you're busy, you look around for any sign of incoming trouble, and you see a slight swirl of the cloud above you, um, probably a good mm, 600 meters away, like up into the sky, and you see this just an ever so slightly like twist in the cloud as though something just plunged through it. And you can just a little whiff of like something blurred and moving, and it's really hard to make out from this distance. But you can see something above and on a about a forty-five degree angle out over the sticks currently. Um, Darmida, you you see that as well, um, uh, Valerie, Gordon. You're busy looking for a place to hide. There's not a lot up here. It's kind of exposed, so you can you can go for the crypt and hide in that, or not the crypt, the um, the cairn. You could hide behind the tree. Uh, there are different. Trees dotting all the way down the path, so that's probably the easiest one. You could also try to duck behind a boulder and and hope not to be seen. Uh, gonna go for a boulder. Okay, so you go for a boulder and uh, go ahead and roll stealth, Darmida. With that nat twenty, you kind of take a few steps out of the uh, away from the edge, just trying to get a little bit of distance. Um, while you're rolling a stealth 25. check, go ahead, Darmida. Your eye trails along the uh, tree. Yeah, the reason I was looking was because I wanted to kind of gauge how much time I had. Because if I had a, enough time, I wanted to use my hide in plain sight. Uh, how long does that take? A minute to create the camouflage from any natural occurring material. All right, you can start doing that. Um, it might not finish in time, but it might be worth it. To your call. Um, it says you, you can try to hide by pressing myself up against a s solid surface. Okay. The nearest thing would be the tree. All right. I'll do that. Okay. So you press up against the tree um, and, and uh, Fenris ducks behind. Valerie is invisible off to the side. You start kind of just dragging a few bits of rock and dust and kind of covering your cloak and, and hunching it up over your face. And you find yourself, Darmita you just have one eye kind of peeking out while the, the cloak is kind of hovering your hiding your shape and just trusting to your instincts and your ability to go invisible under darkness and just really nudging right into the tree. And you, you notice that that being it's shifting almost like it's in one spot for a moment. And then a few seconds later, it's further along and a few seconds later, it's further along. Uh, and did you roll stealth? Uh, no, I was gonna check to see if I was if I got the 
it, hide in plain. What not. does that do for you? It gives you advantage? Yeah, it gives me a plus 10 to my stealth. All right. Yep. You can go ahead and roll stealth with that. I'll say there's enough time at this point. Okay. You had enough warning from Jander. That's a 28. No, that's a 38. Because you still have Pass Without Trace. Yeah. And they would stack. Welcome to the club. You are incredibly well hidden, tucked up against this tree. Your face kind of pressed, you know, a few inches away from the bark. And you see this shape emerge right at the edge of the cliff. Just It's almost like this puff of smoke just... And this head emerges, an equine head. Pokes out as this thing leaves the ethereal plane and you see the face you've seen once before this nightmare horse of burning red eyes and mane as it steps out and just this click 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 out onto the cliff face um you also see on the back of this nightmare kind of casting off the ethereal plane like a cloak you see um you see a face and uh, armor you see um you see a heavily armored with spikes and plate mail and a full helm these red glowing eyes a massive sword slung off to the one side it's it's a narzugan you fought one of those when you were just outside just outside the high hall you recognize this it's essentially a high night of hell standing there atop a nine foot sending sitting nine foot above on the back of this massive nightmare and the sturges fly away as those startled and and it barely takes them in and this being looks over at gender sunstar dangling what news <laughs> uh, l- uh, nothing my liege of import And you see Haruman open his fist and then close it. And you see that orangish pulse, but instead of going from the top of the tree down, you see it go from the root of the tree, just up and out through the limb and into Jandar. And you see him stiffen and his legs and arms like go writhing. And you see him suddenly relax as it leaves him. Didn't you know I always know when you're lying to me? Fenris, your breath catches in your throat. You know that voice. It's twisted and resonant and strange. That's the voice that's haunted your dreams for years.
Uri, you see this Narzugan. Doesn't appear to see any of you. You're huddled and hiding in a corner, invisible, just praying to God, because these things are... You've heard tales. Darmida, you're a little distracted when you look up at the tree branch in front of you. And etched in infernal foot above your head you see a name hanging below the empty spot Nishida high crimes against a commanding officer her spot currently dangling empty old blood standing the tree in front of you the Narzugan dismounts from his horse and walks forward to the tortured gender. Now, let me rest a while, and then you will tell me what news. He turns around and starts walking into the cairn. Fenris? How? How? Okay, so when you said haunts my dreams, he's that voice in the dreams? You are... He's twisted and turned in a way that he wasn't back in in Salem Rock. But that's not surprising, because he should be dead. What is now... What was once... Austrin is now walking into this low-lying cairn in front of you. He has to duck a little to get in. Disappears into the shadow, the nightmare pawing at the ground, leaving these charred marks outside the door with a, a horrible whinny. Your prey is here. How far away is he from the cliffside? It's pretty close to the edge. It's about... it's it, The far end of the cairn probably has maybe two feet before the edge. And the whole thing is only about 15 feet. It's kind of roughly circular. It's uh, 15 feet across. It's a small stone room. Okay, and there's no door. There's a door. So is he just about to open the door? Um, it's an open, en- uh, an open, uh, open entrance way. Uh, so he's entry. just going into. So he's just walking into the shadow. He's walking forward, and you can see him kind of look left and right, and then kind of yeah. walk to his left. And with that, I think we're going to take a short break. Okay. All right. Hi, Internet. How am I going to torture these people later? You're always welcome to make suggestions. We're happy to hear. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when we come back. All right. Um, don't forget, you're always welcome to make suggestions for episode title names as well. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back in a few minutes. Oh, now we're back. I didn't have audio for a second. Hi, we're back. We're about to jump in, uh, see what... Fenris is about to do, given that he is now face-to-face with a dead man. Or was it a man? Who knows? 
who knows anyway uh, I guess we'll pick right up after we left if you're jumping just in to join us now don't forget you can always say hey in chat we'll love to hear from you and also we've changed our game around for you if you want to spend some plot points if you watch uh, and we'll fit it into the game somehow and Yao Fen no it's too far man torture baby shark on an infinite loop no even hell has some standards man you not heard of the right, Geneva Convention? <laughs> In hell? That's true. The, the, the jurisdiction's a little bit. Anyway, let's dive back I in. I didn't know they liked war games. <laughs> true. All right. So he goes inside and... Yep, lies so, down? Uh, he doesn't lie down, <laughs> but he goes inside and walks walks in there. And... uh and there is no door to close, so you can just kind of make out a little bit of movement inside. You see him reach up. Uh, you're kind of watching from by, uh, from your hiding spot. And you see him reach up and pull off this helm. And you see the same wispy gray hair, the same kind of military crew cut, a man in his middle ages, but no longer a man. His skin is etched, blackened, and there's veins of red running up and down. He is definitely a devil but and yet still the man that you saw and knew you see him begin to he puts a shield aside you see him put this massive twisted blade down against the ground uh, against the stone and you can just make this out in the shadows as, as you're observing you're almost just holding your breath Uh, I quickly look over at Darmida, and I mouth. You, um, sorry, you're actually off the camera right now, but um, oh, sorry. I don't know if you can aim that down a little bit. <laughs> so I look over. I glance over at Darmida from my hiding spot. You look for her, and you're like, where I can't did see her? she go? You you know where she was? Okay, so he put his sword. Down. You see him putting a shield down. He reaches down and pulls off a uh, gauntlet, puts it aside, pulls off a boot. And a, um, he's he's still wearing like chain underneath this, but he's he's taking off his armor and and kind of stacking it in the corner. Okay, I can still see him though. Uh, you can make it out, yeah. Okay. Uh. I am going to quick cast telekinesis. All right. Uh, okay. It is. Does that have a verbal component? Um, so, I mean, I could cast subtle. Sure, call me. Get, you know what? Uh, you to your point. Away. Yeah, I'll just subtle because it's we're not in combat. So I'll subtle cast so he can't see and just get the drop on him. Sure. Okay. So you spend the, yep. the sorcery point reaching out to the shadows around you. Just you whisper the spell into your hand, and it becomes this thread that you can then weave. You, you blow on it ever so slightly, and this invisible force-like hand comes to obey your very will. Okay. And I grab him. All right. 
First of all, just so we can keep things uh, on track, let's get you to roll initiative. Uh, this will be a surprise round, obviously. He is not expecting you. <laughs> um, I'm also going to try and fix the cameras because they got done all messed up. 21. 21. <coughs> right. I should probably write this down. What do you think? I think this is relevant information. All right. 21 for um, for Fenris. Are you wanting in on this? Anybody else? Why don't we all roll for initiative? I got 21 as well. Nice. You got 27, but... I'm sorry. Say that again, Valerie. 27. 27? Monks, man. Monks. All right. Um, so... Because you have alert or something? Um, I think observant or something, yeah. It's because of a feed. Let's see which one. Yeah, oh. you're right. Yeah, that's why. Nice. That is some rolls, folks. Um, so having not encountered one of these before, nor having history, why <laughs> such a bad thing? Um, what do you guys want me to do? Well, at um, this point, I don't know that you can communicate that without giving away your position. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to... <clears throat> well, in character and everything, then I'm just going to hold an action then. All right, what action do you want to hold? I'll hold uh, an attack. All right. Uh, ranged or no? Okay. So melee. A melee attack for anything that gets up in your face. Now they are fairly far away. Probably about probably a good thirty feet from that little uh, building. So it would be a, a hustle for you to get there. But actually, no, you're a monk. You can just go wherever you want to go because you're a monk. Rules don't apply to monks. <laughs> Do you have a map then? Or? Uh, I suppose we'll get a map out. All right, fine. You know, I should have known the that. Micro instead of macro, you know. Yeah, that's fair. All right, let me pull that up one second. All right, we are Hate going. To be that guy. No, no, you, we gotta have a situation going on here. So you, uh, you can probably now see the map as I load it in here, and it's gonna look slightly different than what's up, what's appearing in front of you in just one second. Like that right now, as far as I, I can know. tell. Okay. So that spot right there, right on the edge of that cliff, consider this the cairn. So the uh, kind of the entrance to it being just north of that. Or, so the doorway kind of, this would be considered the doorway and everything on the inside there would actually be uh, inside the pile of rocks. And then the large cliff face behind you is just kind of rolling cliff and then the tree I'll draw in in one second. Come on. There's like a series of trees, right? It's not just like the one that... Uh, there are, but the other ones are <laughs> pretty... The other ones are... This is so big. The other ones are okay, pretty far away. Um, that makes sense. So I will draw in that tree in just one second. So the edge of it goes kind of 
that let's just say that that tree with those random spikes and jutting out and then there's the longer kind of spike on which jandar is is dangling is that one protruding and there's there's a few others and it's about that big so y'all can go ahead and place yourselves can you see that okay this circle is like a trunk is that what this is um yeah it's it's probably a little it's maybe not quite as big around as that but the top part would be so yeah yeah that's about right i'm trying to grab yeah, it but it's not letting me i mean i would say i've been kind of like what hiding something like that yeah. now darmida you would have been right up against that tree you were pressed right in here and Fallery, um Actually, you're a little bit further back than that, Venerous. Uh, you would have been hiding kind of in this little nook. There were, there are some boulders and stuff. Um, uh, where? Like here? Uh, yeah, let's say, uh, yeah, you were kind of in that little nook right, right sure, in there. Sure, done. Okay. And I'm going to put this on the screen so that people can see what we're talking about. I think I fixed the cameras, so. Uh, don't worry about that, folks. We'll get you... Get your eyes on in just one second. There you go. All right, uh, having a good game over there, Darcy. <laughs> you decided not to join oh, this particular party. Nice, nice. I appreciate you were throwing the art up there for a few minutes. That was fun. <laughs> you found that perfectly timed too. I was like, yes, yes. All right, All right. that's why so, you're the art guy. All right. So where would you where would you see me? Stand about nice. thirty feet away from. Um, yeah, you seem to be pretty good about there, and you were pretty much invisible, right. so that's fine. I forgot that for some reason, after I draw stuff, I can't select it anymore. I know, I have that same problem, so it's not just I you. I don't know what's up with that. Well, it might, it might, it might be something to do with, like, you know, layers. Um. There. I like the etching, though. Uh, that's good. All right. Fenris. You've cast your telekinetic powers. So far, haven't done anything with them. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, oh, actually, Fallery is uh, holding an action. Fenris and Darmida yep. at the same time. Darmida, you have just made out in Infernal the name of your mother. She was here. It's her brown blood staining the tree, dangling down. She was probably about 15 feet above you. And the blood actually runs down pretty much right in front of where you're where you're sitting or standing all right so what do you want to do fenris and dermida and then we'll resolve it just declare it and then we'll resolve i am Oops, using I my telekinesis to silently grab nice Aramon. sorry i just noticed that uh our cameras are still kind of messed up so i have to fix that so you're gonna silently grab Harmon. uh make your roll Okay, it's a resisted uh, ability check. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm going to spend a luck point. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that okay. didn't go so well. So you reach out telekinetically and you just grasp. And the funny thing is, you do grasp something, and it grabs and pulls free, and you kind of give it a little tug, and it moves five feet towards you. And it's the, ch the 
chest plate, which is just unbuckled, and the the pauldrons attached, and like uh, the armor just that he was taking off. You grab a piece of that and pull it forward, and it's dangling in midair in front of you. Uh, well, I let it go, and I just you know what? Like it's a surprise round, and I've revealed myself. So I'm like, yeah, Austrian. Nice. You call out Austrian as you let go of the armor. It hits the ground and then resists crumpling and then stands up. This hollow armor beginning to... And you see the helm skitter across the ground and snap up on its head. This hollow armor with dimly lit from within with this reddish glow. And you see Austrin standing there just in chain and, and a gambeson underneath. And he looks up to you standing and just blinks his face very familiar but it's almost like you just sepia toned or changed the filter so instead of his pale kind of human skin he's got that cracked blackened visage but it's still his face and he looks over Uh, the boy (laughs) my Aren't we full of surprises? All right. Uh, coming up next, Dermita, what do you want to do? Yeah. I cast my Hunter's Mark, third level. And then I'm going to... I see him on the side. You, you pick up that it is um, Austrian, but you can see this other suit of armor assembling itself. A potential other threat. I'm going to go after Alstrin. Okay. Okay, um, he is Hunter's Marked. And I will take... First shot is 23. Second. Ah! How the hell did I lose that? Okay, that's weird. Um, uh, 23 hits. Uh, 13, does that hit? Uh, unfortunately, even without his plate, 13 does not hit. Um, I will use my Stalker's Fury. Flurry. And I can make a second or a re. I basically get a redo. Nice. On one attack per round. So as you do that, this almost unbidden howl begins to just. And and you keep saying fury, so I'm gonna roll with that. And so you just start to just call out, almost almost barbarian-esque, and you just channel some of your anger, and you fire another shot. Just the first one has only just left the bow, and you're like, I know it's not gonna hit this next one. Just almost fast, fast like quicksilver. So twenty three, twenty eight, and twenty one. Uh, okay, that that's going to hit. All, all of those are going to hit him. So go ahead and roll some damage. Or, or was that to damage? Um, that was to hit. That was to hit. And then damage is... Do-do-do. Okay, so for the first one, it's eight. And then... 28. 28. 
and 41. Yeah, 40, 42. Total 41. of 41, oh. but don't you have a D8 that you roll? Yeah, plus a D8. So 41 plus a D8. 42. <laughs> that, is, that is incredible. Just first round. Just all these bow shots just chaining one after another as these arrows strike two. And just, the only wisp is on, on the back of his neck. He gets this little, oh, I'm in danger. And bam, bam, bam. The arrows start slamming into his chest. And the smug smile almost slips from his face as he looks over and sees you. All right, coming up next. I, at Sorry? that point, when I make eye contact with him, I just... Nice. Blown a kiss. I love it. All right, coming up next. Um, it's his turn. Isn't it surprise round over? Like, oh, uh, that's true, actually. that That's the end of the surprise round. So, Falerie, what do you want to do? Doesn't All right, well, go get... Well, Nothing came within Fallery's range, so he didn't actually trigger. All right. Well, now I'm. Gonna oh, f- I will place the helmed yeah. horror, which stepped into existence. There's actually nobody there. You're fighting shadows. So, uh, oh, that's not what I want. All right. So, in the entryway, you see that Narzugan there. You also see a very similar looking thing, but it's actually just the armor that he'd been wearing. And that was dangling closer to Fenris. I'm going to just rename that real fast. Um, Where's the nightmare? Yeah, that's coming up next. Uh, cool. One sec. There's I'm the... I'm not sure if Ostrin's riding it or not. No, the nightmare not was Ostrin. actually Whatever. waiting just up here, just outside. I cool. forgot to mention that. And <laughs> oh, by the way, this is oh, giant by the horse. way, <laughs> gigantor horse. Apparently, it's huge. Um, so, is Armida shooting this one? Or? Actually, no. I'm just gonna switch the uh, um, the the icons just so we don't get confused. The knight is gonna be the armor, and the Narzugan will be Ostrin. That makes yeah. Even though. He took off the armor and is now the knight. This still makes more sense. You're right. Yeah. All right. All right. So do I see? I see all three. I take it. Yes, you do. All right. And I saw that Darmida shot here. Yep. So I'm gonna go here. Those were heavy shots. Yeah. That armor is still busy assembling itself. By the way. All right, so I'm going to hit this person here. All right, you kind of uh, glance over at, at Fenris as you approach, and <laughs> you saw Darmita <laughs> just unleash on this thing, so you just run right in there and start wailing oh, on yeah, it. That's, that's the only, like, that's how I know that, okay, now it, it's actually hostile, so... Yeah, this party has started. Saw, exactly, and I saw the arrows going towards this one, so I knew, okay... I guess this is the person they want us to get. So, so we'll do your recon strike. mission went to uh, active fire real quick. <laughs> yep. All right. Oof. Twenty-one will hit Austrin. All right. So that's the first attack. Awesome. Are... 
Are your claws... Um... Yeah, so they're magical. Yeah, they're magical. Just double-checking. Okay, so five for our first one. Ding! Nice. Okay, Everybody counts, man. For second attack. Twenty-five. That hits. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Another five, and I'll use five. a key point for. Um. Flurry of blows or or stunning. 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 Stunning strike. Stunning yeah. strike. All right. Let it be a Constitution saving throw. Oh, sorry. Wrong button. Oh. Munchkin's awake, so. Oh, I, of course you gotta. That'll be it. Unfortunately, that's fair. Uh, unfortunately, the stun does not take as he gets a twenty-seven. All By right. The, can um, Lulu do a initiative roll? Absolutely. Do you want to drag the old man in? Does anybody have his icon? You don't. I don't. I don't think I do. Okay, I have it somewhere. No, I never had it transferred over. No, I had Ben Coom. All right, I have him somewhere. Is, 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 is he in his like mortal form, or is he in his holophone form? Um, I think and, he oh. had become mortal. Yeah, okay. he changed. He's mortal and dead. Yeah. Where did that go? Should be here somewhere. Sorry, folks. Excitement, I know. There he is, the old hermit. Uh, and he will have been pretty far back. <laughs> there it is. I'll hold that. Yeah, he was he was hiding back, probably like back here somewhere. Um, kind of hard to see, but that is him. Uh, but he is in old man form at the moment. I don't think I can make that happen for some reason. So I rolled a three for him. I don't know what his initiative is. There we go. So I have now uh, made him possible to be manipulated by you. So uh, there you go. His character sheet actually is there. Uh, his initiative is plus zero. So three. Three it is. <laughs> ah, the glorious three. All right, cool. Let's dive back in. Uh, so that was uh, Fallery's turn. And we now have... Uh, um, Lulu kind of peeks around you can Darmita you glance back you can just see Lulu kind of standing in the amongst the rocks naked and, and looking interested but a little bit frightened as things seem to be changing pace coming up next um I believe Valerie could do flurry of blows uh well, Valerie you could do flurry of blows if you wanted right I could yes if you want it's oh, up to you sure well, hey man I got eight key points left might as well use them even so. even just in like part armor and like chain, he is when you hit, it just feels like you're hitting almost rock. Like it has barely any give. His, his strength is pretty. His skin is pretty naturally toughened. So he's he's right. a tough nugget even out of armor. All right, so flurry of blows. Here we go. Yeah, no, twelve. 12, unfortunately, does not hit. And that really hard impact as he looks down at you. 16. 
All right. Uh, 16. Does hit. Uh, wait, tie goes to the defender? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Meets beats. So, yeah, that does hit as you're just like, he looks down at you and you're like, whack, one more shot across. You bring an elbow up. An eight. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Valerie has been unloading on him. Coming up next, Fenris, Darmida. You're uh, on uh, basically the same time. What do you want to do? Uh, with my action, I am going to try to grab him again with telekinesis. All right. Contested roll. Uh, contested roll. And... And it's strength, it. right? Yep. Yep. So that is uh, work. 23. And I am going to... Like one of his legs a... shifts slightly as you're... And he's dragging along the ground and he just bears down. I am going to... Bonus action... Um... I am going to, let's see. I still actually have a lot of sorcery points. I am going to bonus action cast. Um, and I'm going to cast. Uh, I believe you're. Yeah. Oh no, you haven't cast any spells this round. You're just maintaining no, just telekinesis. So yeah, you can yeah. cast any kind of spell you like. Yeah, I'm going to bonus action cast Blight on him. Nice. Alright, uh, what's the save on that? So it's a uh, con saving throw, DC 17. Oof. That's going to be 26. Uh, he's rolling crazy good, so yeah. he takes half damage. He is rolling with advantage as well. Ah, uh, touche. Right. Uh, so... All right. So the blight begins to just curl along his dark gray skin, and just, just you see these little, little blisters start to form, but it doesn't seem to be digging in quite as much as you would like. He takes, still takes a, a fair bit of damage. He takes 13. 13, nice. All right, he is taking damage, but again, it's he did manage to resist the worst of the effects. All right. Um, next up, Darmida. All right, uh, a 28 and a 22 to hit. Those both hit. Just He's beginning to look a bit like a porcupine. All these arrow shafts sticking out of them. You suddenly have the terrifying thought that, you know, the 60 or so arrows you brought to hell, maybe 100 arrows you brought with you, you might need to get some of those back at some point to keep yeah. this up. Uh, 27. 27 damage. Yep. Nice. All right. Wow, that's, that's a big couple rounds. Okay. Um... Coming up next, Ostrander. Ostrander, 
you, his smug smile is totally gone from his face as he looks at you all. And says, oh, wait, hold on, sorry. As he says, Oh, we're not done yet. And he reaches, oh, hit a button. Um, he reaches up and just brushes down his body, just sh- like snapping the arrow shafts as he goes. The arrows just out of his body, and he's just like, and this red glow pulses from in the bottoms of his hands, and he's just like, and he's, as his hands come away, the wounds are just knitting themselves together, and all all the arrows just fall to the ground below. He's healed himself. Quite mentally, a, though, quite a bit. Well, no, it's he's probably <laughs> mentally still scarred from that. He's definitely a, that's good. That's good. Meanwhile, uh, coming up after that, um, yeah, that's a big thing he had to use, though. That's that's pretty, uh, all right. Oh, wait, wait, he can. Nope, that's that's only one thing that he can do. Normally, he can do more things, but that healing was a big one, so he doesn't get to do something else. However, the well, if armor. I may, yeah. you were asking for a suggestion from me previously. Oh boy, sounds... which team are you on? You're not even there. I mean, I'm not there. <laughs> I know. I'm happy to hear it. Go for it. Go for it. You're welcome I to play Jando. Well. If the tree picked up, joined the fray. Nah, I like Is tree it. soaked in blood of angels. Whomping willow. <laughs> I I think we might I have mean, that. Some We're... sort of infernal tree. Whomping willow it is. <laughs> Maybe it can't move. Maybe it can just like slash around. I don't know. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm going to take that plot point and I'm going to roll with it. I love it. Meanwhile, since it's the next thing on the um, uh, on the thing, the armor, which was busy assembling itself, skittering along the ground, the last of the boots come along, the gauntlet, um, and the shield comes... <laughs> And you see this empty armor, fully assembled, glowing red from within, kind of come on line and look over towards Fenris and starts just going, marching at him in a surprisingly weird clip for something that's, it. There, it's nothing in the armor, but the armor itself is moving towards you. And uh, the gauntlet had grabbed a large, the large blade, and comes running up to Fenris amongst the rocks. It's got a, it loses quite a bit of movement, sh- like scrambling up this little precipice there, but it didn't have to go far, and it made it up next to Fenris and takes two big swipes. One of them just whoosh, clang, and uh, actually, sorry, the first one, let's resolve this in order. Uh, the first one is. Uh, 21. Uh, that will hit. Okay. The first uh, long sword slash strike just slashes out at you. Uh, that's going to do 12 damage. And can I get you to do a constitution saving throw? Sure. All right, so you pass, so you are not poisoned. Not that it would make much difference, you're not a melee guy, but that's what happens. 
Um, okay. okay, so uh, the first strike hits true and did some damage. Then he rears it back to plunge it through you and stabbing downwards. Um, and you sidestep and it <laughs> wedges in between two rocks and just holds fast. And the armor kind of tugs and tugs again. And on the nat one, the blade is wedged. It, just, it can't get it out right now. So it's going to have some issues in a moment. Um, at this point... Ooh. I, I should roll content. Hey, thanks for very much for the raid, by the way. Cantropcast, welcome to the stream. Uh, we're Cyclist Live, and we're in the middle of a battle in hell. Woohoo! I'm going to roll to say it to con to, to keep my concentration. Absolutely. Yes, please. Roll for concentration save. And I'm going to spend a luck point. <laughs> of course you are. That's two luck points today. By the uh, way, hey, say, thanks for the follow. I didn't spend the first one yet. I didn't oh, spend okay. the first one. Thanks for the follow. We're getting uh, we go, okay. the, the Cantrip cast and uh, Ozzy Lives Forever. And thanks very much. Yeah, we're having a great time. And oh, by the way, something we do is you can watch for a bit, get some uh, points, and you can spend some plot points and uh, affect the game, make suggestions and so on. Uh, they are currently fighting on Harumun's Hill up on the top, facing an old enemy named Ostrin. But yes, thanks so much for the follow. And, and you too, uh, do not the cleric. That's fair. Yeah, you don't want to mess with the cleric. All right, speaking of which, this party could maybe use a cleric. But anyway, um, <laughs> so you uh, you spent your luck point? Yep, and I got a 20, so I... I kept my concentration on telekinetics. Nice, perfect. All right, so you still have telekinetics up. All right, coming up next, uh, the nightmare. It rears. Um, it, it had started fading into ethereal, kind of just grazing, and then it, boom, bursts back. It's, it's flame-covered mane just bursting back, and it looks towards Ostrin, and he gives this nod, and the nightmare clamors up, and... Uh, hold on. Gotta decide what that nightmare is gonna do. Don the Cleric says, if you kill one, they can get one lol, and Dono is my name. Nice. Dono the Cleric, sorry, thank you. Dono the Cleric, I'm sorry. I, I thought it was do not the Cleric, Dono the Cleric, very cool. And also, absolutely, Yalfan, Silverhand, Silverhand. <laughs> nice. All right, Um. so, yeah, the, the horse is going to uh, just come up and try to clobber at first. Fenris, if it can get there, it, uh, it it does not have that opportunity. So instead, it's going to come back down around and go after Fallory and just try to clobber him from behind. Do it, do it. Does nineteen hit you? Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be uh, a heavy thirteen points of bludgeoning damage. And seven points of fire damage as the flame-etched hooves slam into your back. Don't ever get kicked by a horse, especially a hell horse. All right, coming up next, we've got... Um, uh, okay, that, that's about it for now. Um, top of the order. Valerie. Lulu does nothing? Uh, All oh, right, so... Right, Lulu's going to close a little bit and, and call out... Look, look out! The old man, naked as the day was born, further down, kind of running towards... He can't see um, Darmita. No, he can see Darmita. She's revealed herself by shooting a, like a half dozen arrows in like six seconds. So he comes running forward. Um, I, I, I can help! Uh, 
and just gets to about there on his turn. All right, coming up next, top of the order, Valerie, our Aerocrocra right, so, monk. So who do you guys want me to get? Keep on this guy? You guys have fought these guys before. Take out the horse quickly. Uh, okay, so I turn to the horse and do an unarmed strike at him. All right, Mr. Mr. Ed is yours. Apparently not. Oh, dear. Let's try a second attack. Where is my... Oh. All right, so... Whose side are you on? Flurry blows. Flurry blows. Oh, Jesus Christ. It doesn't have the biggest of AC, but an 11 and a 12 are not going to cut it. Tabarnak. Oh my god. One more. Another 11. Can he? Oh, oh my. Oh my god. Alright. So, here's what happens. You're just... And this horse is... It's shifting left and right to dodge the few, and it looks down at you. The last one, it opens its mouth and you punch in, but it's just flames inside. And it, you're just like, oh, I kind of missed. And then it clamps its mouth on your arm. <laughs> and uh. you're like, what? Uh. So you actually will have disadvantage on the next attack you make next round. Because of the nat uh. one. Sorry, pal. I like to be mean Excellent. with my nat ones. I, it's from uh. my days playing Shadowrun. Which I want to play Sorry. next week, by the way. Um, anyway. I'll start rolling up in their character. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, it's early days yet. All right. Next up, exactly. Fenris and Darmida. Okay. Okay. I am going to grab a hold of Alstrin slash Haruman again with telekinesis with my action. All right. Make your roll. Dusted roll. Ooh. Ah, Alstrin is. He doesn't Aust have advantage, though. Uh, he's he does because he's magic resistant. Oh no, that's this only is for a to resist. Oh, that's true. So he's just rolling straight, which would be yeah, an eighteen. He's still, yeah, he's still. That's still pretty wins. heavy. Uh, that's a uh, twenty-three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he he has the same bonus as me. So it's basically we're straight rolling each other. This is like when uh, you fight the bad guy yet again later in the game from an earlier level, but now he's like. Rrr. Uh, okay. Actually, he uh, looks up at you and says, Didn't you learn the first time, boy? This is it. The offer still stands. If you want it, if there's anything left of you to serve the cause. You guys uh, have some strange friends. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Darmida. Oh, oh, did you have a uh, bonus action or anything you want to do? Or uh, move? I... I, I could, yeah. Um, I am going to... So the, the sword is planted in the the stone, right? Yeah, it's wedged. The, it's wedged. the sword by the helmed horror is wedged. Okay. So I am going to start... He'll get an opportunity to have but whatever. Five, yeah. 10, 15... 20, 25, 30, and um, I'm going to do a bonus action, but do your opportunity attack. All right. Um, does, uh, actually, it just, it goes, oh, it's got disadvantage. 
Um, does 21 hit you? Yes, plus 7 to hit, huh? Holy crap. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. 20. 20. 20 does hit me, except I shield. <laughs> nice. So it actually just goes to pull and it's wedged, so it just takes a swing at you with its fist, its gauntlet. It doesn't even have a fist inside. And uh, and as it comes swinging towards your head, you just boom, up goes the shield. And you right. you get clear. All right. Uh, what do you, uh, that's your turn, Darmida, unless you're going to do a bonus. Uh, yeah, I think I will. Sorcerers and their bonuses, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to bonus action light the horse con saving throw dc 17 all right i don't know if he's more i need to just double check whether it's magic resistant or not uh... no it is not it's not Ooh, oh and it fails as the oh, nightmare steed which has grabbed onto fallery and is pulling it back it's actually kind of dragging your 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 wings are kind of holding you in place, trying to keep you upright as it's trying to pull you back. <gasps> That's a lot. Uh, and I... One, two, it's pretty good. Um, I'm going to spend uh, a sorcery point to um, expand, like to... Yep, go ahead and empower that. Roll to empower it. So I'm going to replace the one the three and the three fours actually so i'm gonna keep the seven the six and the eight all right the 21 plus whatever you roll yep Ooh, 52 seriously seriously 52 all right, you just look up at this nightmare and it's dragging and you kind of lock eyes with it for a second. It's strange, uh, fiendish nature. There's a strange intelligence to this beast and it locks eyes with you. And then the eye goes milky white and then blisters and pusses and it just begins to swell on one side. It lets go of Fallery and shaking its head back and forth. And, and it begins kind of nudging the ground, trying to claw at it. And you see this this pestilence spreading from its eye across its face and over the ears. And the boils begin to come up. And then all of a sudden, they begin to start to burst. And the eye itself is swelling out of shape. And it glares at you as it's like, the one eye bursts. And it shudders and just just begins to kick and thrash on the ground in this random circle. Um, Is it you dead? Dro- you dropped it. Whoa. That was... Um, that was to the, was to the hit roll. point. Yeah, that was a wow. good roll, man. That was well done. Nice oh, indeed, yeah, Ben. Nice indeed. That was, that was an epic blight. All right, yeah. coming up next, Darmida. Well, since he's taking care of that, that was going to be my next mark. But uh, I will continue in the vein that I've been doing. And I'll look at Alstrin and smile. And uh, yeah, see what he's got coming his way. Ooh, crit. Damn. 
I think you're about to undo a lot of the healing he just did. Oh. So I will. So I get to also create my. You know, with all the RP you guys do, I forget exactly how good you are at murder. <laughs> so yeah, I do get to crit my. Yeah, so you roll anything 3D6. you roll, anything you yeah. roll gets critted. Uh, so <laughs> that's all right. Thirty-nine. Yeah. In a single shot. Whack! Um, Ostrin's just brushed off your stuff, and he looks towards Fenris, and he starts to raise his hand up, kind of in that direction, a little bit left of Fenris. And all of a sudden, the arrow just takes him, like, right in the underarm, just... And you see the arrow poke out at the top of his other shoulder, and he's just like... And he turns and looks at you, Dermita, and says... I am going to stretch you on that tree like I did your mother. And I just look at him and go. Come and give it a try. Nice. And I'm going to move toward Fenris. There's a bit of bad blood here for those who are just tuning in. You can't tell by the look on Fenris's face. <laughs> All right, you stand next to Fenris. More shots come incoming? Or oh, that was uh, thirty. That was it. All right, nice. All right, coming up next, Austrin. He looks at you both and says. I will win in time. Uh, he then motion finishes his motions towards the tree, and there's this great tearing sound. It's like uh, this strange squealing iron sound from up on the tree, and all of a sudden, these bodies just start dropping out of the tree and like cratering from like 30, 40 feet up. Many of those cursed knights that have been held up in the tree start to fall like sacks of bone and, and their armor clamoring to the ground. And then you, you see just just uh, near where Fenris was standing a few feet up, Janda's sunstar hits the ground, his legs bending at a weird angle, and then he straightens himself as he rises, and he looks at Ostrin. And Ostrin. Does the song "It's Raining Men" start playing, or? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all these cursed betrayers who once served the Eye of Peller falling from the tree. Thirty of them. Thirty-five of them. Jander and the others begin to stand up. And they look at Ostrin, and Ostrin turns to them and says, I will free the soul of the ones who bring me their hides. Serve me now. And with that, (laughs) I hope that's okay. I didn't do the Whomping Willow thing. It just seemed like it. That's (laughs) beautiful. All the soldiers, 35 of these, including the undead vampire Jandus turned to you 
and almost with a look of apology on their on his face, Jenda's son Star says, "It was nice to speak with you, but a deal is a deal." And those long bangs, and he starts to join the fight. You guys find yourselves pretty surrounded. Okay. Next up, Fathery. Uh, oh, sorry, Helmed Horror. Helmed Horror. Yeah, Helmed Horror comes uh, moving up towards Valerie, jumps down off that, and actually, he's going to jump down and follow you after. It, you see it pull, 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 and pry the sword free. Then it comes jumping down over the rocks and moves 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Manages to catch right up to you there, Fenris, and takes a couple of swings at you. The first one clanging off the rock just above you swung totally wild. Uh, the second one's going to be a 21. 21? Uh, hits. Even All right, with that, yeah. So that's going to be... Uh, uh, that's going to be eight damage, eight slashing damage to you. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to start copying and pasting some of these baddies. Um, just wherever they happen to land off of that tree. Uh, actually, several of them have landed down near where Lulu is and begin to turn and grab at Lulu. So all these guys down here, that's going to be their turn. As they as they begin to move in on Lulu and surround him, and the old man, naked old man, looks back and forth, looks at Darmida, and then as they start to grab him and start to drag him uh, by... Oh, that's, I'm dragging the tree. Hold on. <laughs> so they, they begin... Ah! How, how I grabbed... Dragging this tree the whole damn time. All right, these ones only. 5, 10, 15, 20. Oh, they can only get 15. So they only get to here with Lulu as they're dragging him off this way. Coming up next, uh, the nightmare is dead. All right, top of the order, Valerie. All right, I'm going to do something that I generally would never do as a Shadow Monk. But I'm going to use the Gem of Brightness. And I'm going to... Speak the second command word, which is Shadow Bane, and it expands one charge and causes the gem to fire a brilliant beam of light at the creature. The creature must make a DC 15 constitution saving throw or become blinded, blinded for a minute. And this is why you don't give away magical items and then totally forget you gave them. <laughs> nice job, bud. Yeah, All right, so what's the DC? What's the DC 15 constitution? All right, and that's at one creature or any creatures in range? No, for that command word is that uh, the guy who's beside me. Okay. Ooh. Um, sorry, say one more time. What what does the saving with con? Yep. Um. What's no. the What's the save level? DC 15. That's a 13. All right. All right, so, so that awesome. was an action. This blast of light just pulses out. He's pulled out this gem. You're and pulling your punches. 
and he begins to pull back. Well, he rolled it. He only rolled a ten. Um, yeah, what's his mod? <laughs> it, the, the con mod is thir- is plus three. What's his con saving throw mod? Oh, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was wondering. I don't know. Do you want to spend a plot point? <laughs> I mean, how many do I got? <laughs> I don't know, Internet. Are we going to be nice today or mean today? Uh, it was a clutch I move. I, lo- I loved it. I mean, that's just, I'm just, that, that was just the stats. I'll tell you know. what. I'll tell you what. If, if, let's say, Fallery wants to spend a plot point, I'll give him disadvantage on the roll. Okay. Is that fair? On his save? On his save. Yeah. Sure. I'll, I'll spend, spend the plot, a plot point. point. Spend the plot point. Let's see what he rolls. Do it. We'll leave what it up to the dice. of this gem, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While I'm rolling, here's, this is me virtually shaking the dice. I miss that sound. Oh, and he does fail. <sighs> Even with a plus eight, that's an that's an eleven. That was a nice, nice. And Yaofen so, in for that plot point too to grant disadvantage. Thank you for that redemption, sir. So as a uh, bonus action, now if I do like a, a non- unarmed attack, do I have to have done uh, an unarmed attack? Or as an oh, action. Oh, for flurry or... of blows? No, no, no. As a just regular unarmed strike. Uh, honestly, I don't really yeah, I remember. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think you have to have done other attacks. So that's your turn to trigger that off. You still have a bonus uh, and a move if you want it. And he is blinded. Is that that's the effect, right? Yes, for a minute. Oh man, that's a long oh. time to be blind. Does All right. So give a save at the end of each round, or is it just straight up a minute? Uh, let's see. He might have a save at the end of each round. Um, can repeat the same throw at the end of each turn, and then you yeah. get that done. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm gonna move, given that. Sure. There's a weird question I have for you right now, because blinded, he's has disadvantage. But what's your alignment? My alignment. I believe it's lawful neutral. All right, then. So his diabolical sense, allowing him to have advantage on perception checks made to perceive good aligned creatures, does not trigger. So he does not get a sense on you. See, folks, it pays to be somewhat evil. Uh, So he does not have an evil. (laughs) Well, it's not good. All right, Uh, so... I will move out of his sight and go around here. He nonetheless does try to take a a bit of a swing at you and misses with a uh, 15. He misses. Evil will win because good is dumb. Yeah, thanks. That sounds like it's from a movie. It is. (laughs) So seeing the advantage Valerie just gave just blinding him, I am now going to do it one last time. I'm just going to try to push him with telekinesis. All right. I don't know if that makes it at disadvantage if I to spend my last plot point. But no, basically no, I'll, I'll allow that as disadvantage. He can't really sense anything coming. And it's not he does not have his magical defenses against this either, his resistance. It's just straight up. So uh, he's got disadvantage. Oh. Make your roll, sir. It's luck point. I was wondering oh, if you were going to use it for that seven you just rolled. 
Yes, I like I to am. narrate this, by the way, because we do a podcast version of this too. So a little bit better, twelve. Yep. A little bit better. Let's see what he comes up with with disadvantage. He's pretty strong, and he fails. That is an eight. Oh, finally, how so, far can you push him? I can push him thirty feet. So I just go five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Over the edge. Slams into the back wall of that. I want you to roll a contested check against the stone. Because he's now inside that room. He just goes back as I knock my headphones off. I'm committed to the bit. Um, And he goes flying backwards. Uh, Go ahead and roll the same thing for you with the the, uh, telekinetic strength. Oh, that's pretty good. And I'm just going to roll a straight d20. We'll see how strong this... Let's see what Mason... I'm doing a masonry roll here, folks. That's how Very we play Dungeons and Dragons. We'll find out oh, boom. It and then make a tools check. Yeah. No. <laughs> Smash right out the back end. And Austrin's just sent flying these stones, pinwheeling in the air around him as he's thrust through the brick wall of this old piled stone cairn at the top of this thousand foot cliff overlooking the sticks sticks. (laughs) and he goes flying backwards and plummets out of sight do i sense (laughs) nothing yet (laughs) you're all just like Oh yeah, and he's bright as hell. So he's got this brilliant light beaming off his face. Or was it just a single flash? I think the fun of him actually being this beacon, this flare falling from Harrowman's Hill. Old school. uh, Yeah, that's a manga moment right there. And he's just plummeting. You're all just like, and you're taking in this moment for a second and you're just like, Wow. And at that moment, you're you're kind of all caught by surprise as you hear this uh, uh, and off to the side of the cliff, these soldiers also fling Lulu, the old man, off the edge of the cliff. Uh but isn't it how did they get another turn before Yeah, I'm not done my turn yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well uh, that that's fair. Yeah. You'd, you do have a bonus, and Darmita does have a chance to go. But I'm going to say, because you're all just so like, what just happened? That dude just went flung. Um, I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to make Darmita do a dex check to see if she can react before them, just based out of like, <laughs> just watching Ostrid, the big bad from er- the early part of the campaign, flung from this place. So what you do you want to do? The plot point redemption. He shouts as Big O flies into the air. Gravity, you heartless bitch! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gravity, you heartless bitch! And to do it in the voice. All right. So, so uh, Fenris. Uh, yeah, so um, what I was going to do is... Uh, are, are, did they pull him over or are they back by the tree and pulling him? Or they... uh, they're midway. Like, they were a little ways towards the edge. Okay. They're so about they're, there. They're about there? Yeah. Okay. So what I was going to do was... Um, <clears throat> um, 
I was going to opportunity attack 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. You got lucky 30. there. Does, um, that does not. That probably doesn't hit you with an 11. No, it doesn't. All uh, right. And so I'm next to this guy. Yep. And I was going to <clears throat> uh, quick cast bonus action. Uh, I think I can Misty Step. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to Misty Step. It's already a bonus action, right? Doesn't need to be quick cast. Sorry, what's that? Oh yeah, Misty Step is a bonus. bonus, isn't it? So you don't need the quick cast. Oh, I don't need to. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm not going to quick cast. Just save just, the thing. That's just all. do that. And I was going to basically uh, get basically get right next to get right next to him in the midst of it. Boom. All right. So just, the shadows swirl around you for a second, and you are gone. And you apparate next to the the old man who's being held between these these two soldiers with these gaping wounds in their sides. Uh, having just been flung off this and I yell at them. iron tree. I, and I yell at them. Your your master's been defeated for good now. He can't he can't he cannot make good on any promise anymore to you. He's gone. Their like shambling movements don't seem to to slow, even though you are employing them and making a good argument. Darmida. <laughs> not on this turn. Darmida. Not on this turn, I know. All right. I'm gonna go up ten feet. Sure. And then go to move a ten feet a bit closer and get a good line of sight on those surrounding Lulu. I'm literally now, going feet. Sorry. I'm going in the air ten feet. Oh right, you've got your winged winged uh, boots, so you lift off the ground, hover up, and you can now see them over the rock that they were a little bit concealed behind. Yeah, and I'm gonna go. Uh, I believe I can get to here. At which point, I'm going to bonus action recast. Uh, at first level um, Hunter's Mark. Absolutely. You mark this one. You mark the nearest of those uh, fallen Mm -hmm. soldiers. And then two attacks at him. Sure. Make your roll. Twenty-nine. That's a hit. Let's see what the second one is. Come on, nat 20. Yeah, 17. 17 damage. The the two Seven. the first arrow takes it badly in the shoulder. The strange 17 up. to hit. Oh, 17 hits. Um so the first one did 6 points of damage uh digging into its shoulder. The second one taking it right through the center of the, the chest. Because it is uh, 17 damage. Right? At the back. Uh, right through the back and then it's sticking out of his chest a little bit and it falls to his knees and and gasps its last pained breath. Alright, that one drops. 
And then I'm going to shout to um, Fenris, get him out of there. All right. Next up. Gravity, you heartless bitch. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's still, that would have been Austrian. Uh, so somewhere he's having a bad day. Uh, now, next up is the um, Helmed Horror, the original one. Begins to close, but it's going to be a while. So it just does its action to move a little bit closer, just trying to shamble forward. The others begin to close around. Um, this one manages to, oh no, you're up in the air. They don't have any armed weapons. In fact, they don't have any weapons at all. They're all just picking up rocks and shards of that tree. Uh, so they can't get it, Darmida. She's up in the air. So they be, just begin to clamor around. There's something like 20 of them at this point, maybe more coming from the far side of the tree. Uh, the ones that are immediately closest to um, the two that are still holding on to Lulu begin dragging Lulu away. Um, you do have an uh, opportunity attack if you want uh, Fenris as they begin Uh, to move away from you can he like grab Lulu instead sure you can make a grapple yeah just so you know the edge of the cliff is that gray line it doesn't it's hard to see on the map yeah. Can I just reaction, opportunity reaction, grapple, like grab onto Lulu? Sure. Yeah, you can go ahead and, and make a grapple attack, yeah. and it's going to be contested by the the other two. They are outnumbering you, so they are going to... Well, use my telekinesis <laughs> to do this, or can Unfortunately, I just, that takes an yeah. action, no, so... Strength. Yeah, okay, never mind. Straight strength roll. No. Gotta get that Warcaster. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. That's... That is a nat 20 on mine and a 9, and they're straight rolls. So, Okay. That's going to beat your 13. So they rip Lulu away from you and just, you know, like almost like people like for funsies throwing someone in a lake by their arms and legs. They just, you see the old man. Elfin says, can't Lulu fight against the pulling? Uh, this is true. Lulu is a little <laughs> weak old man, but. Um, Lulu begins to like <laughs> and he's being suspended he's this naked old man suspended between the two little rib cage sticking out a little pot belly beard and he just starts going like he's tra- like he's constipated and he's almost doing he's not even going to fight back actually but he's doing something and then whoosh, they fling him off the edge of the cliff yeah this is the oh please don't throw me into the briar patch yeah he's and he's just like, and for a few seconds, you're all like, oh. And then you hear, oh. and this little winged mammoth celestial form that the old man has managed to transform a little ways down and just comes hovering back up. It's three wings. Just. And the, the long snout kind of looking out at you from a good, like, 30, 40 feet out um, and, and a little bit down, and, and you can just make him out. And Dermita, you can see from your angle, you can see that he transformed about 40 feet before below the edge of the cliff and then began to fly back up again. Um, th- the others begin to 
shamble down towards Venris, who's the only one. Oh no, Valerie's at the top, and they left him in. Valerie, they. I guess you're hovering maybe a few feet, being a flying creature yourself. So they left you alone, and they're they're mostly headed after Fenris. This one grabs onto you or attempts to. Go ahead and resist that. Yofin says the wings sound like a helicopter. Nice. Two nut ones. Oof. What are the chances of that? That's, yeah, of these guys are. Well, they've been hanging on a tree for a while. They're just like. Uh, they start to grab, and they literally just lean on Fenris and Tortured run their hands for all down. Of time. They're yeah. not a fighting form, <laughs> so they just kind of lean on you, breathing heavy. <laughs> they gently caress you. I like that, and they're just like, <gasps> just like, oh, no, just give me a minute. <laughs> uh, uh, whew. And he pokes at this hole at his own chest. All right, so that's their turn. They even have had advantage because they outnumber you. All right. Where are we? I lost track. Valerie. Top of the order. Valerie. All right. Um, apologizing in advance, but I'm going to be using my movement, spending a key point to do a uh, step of the wind. Nice. And I will bring myself right here. Ooh. So if I bomb in. Just all he sees is he disappears with his puffy uh transportation thing as a nope. shadow monk. No, you don't do that. Oh, you nope, just go I'm holding up and over and drop right nope, down. Because all you're all you're seeing is this bright gem that oh. is accompanying me, so that's why. That's right. Alright. And so then I use my same gem and the third command word which is i don't know maybe internet can help me out here but i spend Wait. five charges oh my god the gem to flare with blinding light in a 30-foot cone originating from it the creature in the cone must take a saving throw as if struck by the beam created with it uh, the second command word what direction would you like that to shine 30-foot cone uh, Actually, you're a winged creature. I would even let you shine down, it down. Right? Yeah. But yeah. if you do that, you could hit Fenris. That's why I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 30-foot cone, huh? The shadow yeah. sorcerer is about to get, like, lit the hell up. I'm sorry, man, but uh, I want to try and take out as many people as I can, or blind as many people as I can, so... How high can you get, like, based on your movement? He's got a lot of movement as a monk. Well, I had a, some movement I have 45, or actually 40, um, 40 feet of speed, then... I'm going to say uh, pretty much everything. Movement, right? yeah. yeah, it should probably hit everything. Yeah, you're hitting everything except the one that's right on the edge of the cliff, the one that flung. I mean... 30 foot cone. If it gets the full amount, then I don't know if he can be. I don't know if she can be 30 feet up or not. Can it should hit? Oh, that's now, true. Yep. No, I think but, you can get even that one. Boom. Yep. So you can get. But that only works if you're actually 30 feet away, right? That's well, that's fine. Uh, with the correctly. movement of a monk, yeah. and he's got flight speed as well. Like he's up and over. It's fine. He's just the. 
The Aerocroker bends low and leaps into the air. The wings give these powerful flaps and it covers the distance almost in no time. And rather than arcing up and down, he's just staying high, calculating it just fly, flies over and just aims this thing straight down. Uh, what's the save? Shouts out, long live the shadows. <laughs> nice. DC 15, uh, con save. Bright lights make long the shadow, something like that. Todd? Yeah? That as well, right? Uh, you are flying, so you do not actually get in that cone. Okay. That's probably true. I, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah, because it's going to come down at an angle. Yeah. Okay. 16. Good. You're okay. You're not blinded. Uh. So four of them do not get blinded. So I'll just kind of pick those at random. I, I don't have a thing for blind, so I'm just going to put the ninja face. Oh, no, this thing. I was using this as blind. Sure. All right. Four, four of them can still see, uh, mostly the ones on the edge. But the ones towards the center are just like lit up in this like they've been in hell a long time this is the brightest light they've seen in probably 50 years all right um, are so are you using different stats for um uh gandar um or does it matter if they got blinded or not is what i'm asking it wouldn't make a difference for when they're blinded and i also have to designate one of these guys as gandar well that's what i'm saying either you they're all the same or one of them is gandar and it probably matters if they're blind or not uh, he is not blinded, but every he's one of those four at the top. He's up at the top there. All right, nice move. Anything else, or is that it? Hey, that's that's, that's all my that's pretty action clutch, reaction. Man. That's pretty clutch. Action movement and bonus action right there. A and and a catchphrase. You you better write that catchphrase down. Long live the shadows. Sure. Or the one that Darcy came up with. Both. <laughs> All right, coming up next. I was trying to quote something unsuccessfully, so don't. Fenris, <laughs> followed by Darmita, and then a whole bunch of them get to go. All right. Um, oh, look, with, a target-rich environment. Thank you. With my action, I am going to call out to them, as one, uh, following up with my yell, that your master is done. We just finished him. He's under the river sticks any promise he gave to you cannot be fulfilled he tortured you for eternity you don't have to do this anymore stand down make your roll oh boy uh... suspense is killing me 20 Woo. okay 20? 20. I'm very persuasive. You are very persuasive. <laughs> I'm rolling high on some of these. You're I think that. Alright. But they're not modded. Okay. So a bunch of them are blinded and just kind of groping around. One of them is still, these two closest to you are still holding onto your clothes and they're just feeling them and just 
almost holding against your skin for warmth. And uh, yeah, the target-rich environment. Oh yeah. Um, and the one right near the edge that had flung Lulu looks at Lulu and then looks back at you and smiles and just steps over the side. And nice. with my... And then this one. Yep. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Whoo, leaps it's over like the lemmings. side. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Over the side. Just somewhere far down below. Some of them hit the rocks on the way. Like spinning. And, and the, even that probably doesn't break their smiles as all of the ones that can still see except Jandar walk to the edge and fling themselves off into the obliviousness that is the sticks. It's like the happening in hell. Nice. Absolutely, Elfant. Um, Jandar looks at you and just kind of stares. The others are blind and start, like, poking around, can't quite see very well. And um, this one manages to um, shamble a little bit this way and, and this one that way, but they don't find their way to the edge. All right. That uh, that was interesting. Okay, next up, Darby. Uh, no, oh, I'm, oh, I'm not done. Oh, you're not done. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to misty step out of that. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Jen, you you look and you bamf and your your shadows encase you and then de deposit you not too far away from Jandar there. And it takes yeah. him a second to to look as he's got this haunted look in his face and he turns and looks over to you and says You helped some of my brothers today. But my master is not dead. I would know. And then he turns and looks up at Darmida and, and says, There are others who survive, who stay, Entombed at the crypt of the Hell Riders. You may find what you seek there. And if I may. And he's looking up at Darmida and looks at her bow. Grant me a mercy. And I'm going to bonus action. Hunters mark him. Pull out an arrow. Look at him and go. Were you merciful to my mother? He opens his eyes. Looks at you and says. I'm sorry I left her here.
20 hits. I'm going to use my flurry. Oh, just raining arrows down upon him, and he just stands there. Doesn't even flinch as that first arrow goes. Arrow after arrow just flinging into him. That's 22, 24, 7. <laughs> the, the arrow takes, the last one kind of takes him through the sternum, right through one of the gaping holes. Uh, and it, on an odd angle, though, because you're way above him. And he's still standing. He's He was standing. Taking this beating, he falls to his knees, and you hear this breath just rattling in his lungs. <sighs> you can find her at the crypt of the High Hell Raiders. Tell her I'm sorry. Okay. Coming up next. Um, Valerie, you're the closest. There's a bunch of them there just kind of blindly kind of shambling around trying to find. One of them, just by luck, finds the edge of the cliff. Well, I still have the gem around my neck, but uh, I'm not going to, you know, dismiss it. I still want these guys to be blinded. That's fair. Um, so I'm just going to do it. I know I'm strike the guy to the north of me. Sure. You drop down. You literally just drop on him. Just two feet kick straight down. Uh, okay. That you have advantage because he's he's blind. That one hits. And 21. All right. So. 11. Oh, he only has 10 hit points, man. Boom. Just, just one second he's there. The next you're standing where he was and he's just broken. He was already pretty damaged from dangling off a metal tree for a long time. All right, so the one to the left. Yep. My other attack. Ooh, well, he got that 20. 20. Yeah, I'm just going to say you got it. Go ahead and roll okay. for fun, but, you know. Mm, okay, I'll roll for fun, just for shits and giggles. Your clawed hands are just tearing through. That's 10. That's He's done. All right, and then just a bonus action for unarmed strike for the guy in front. Uh, Thwack! You land. Crack! You tear that one's throat out. That one falls. And then 21. Just the back elbow at the one that's right behind you. That one has a five. And it goes shambling back about three feet as you just blood streaming down its face. And it's just kind of like very disoriented, but still there. And then... I shall move the rest of my movement. Sure. Side. It will get an attack of opportunity at you. It reaches out towards you and net 20s your ass. Oh, that's right. Disadvantage. Oh, and a two. That's much better. He's just like, I used to be better before I was sent to hell. I was a ranger. So he's actually saying that. And he's, he's, he lashes out at you and just like, damn it. Ugh. All right. Not his day. You, That's it. All right. You, you go right up to Jander and who's just wheezing there on his knees. All right. 
How you doing, buddy? Today is a good day. Fenris. Oh, your turn. Um, seeing Jander kind of just wanting to be ended. Um, I'm going to bring him back to life. No, <laughs> I mean I, I still have my telekinesis up, so I'm you just do. Gonna... So you just pick him up, and his legs are dangling, and he just rises up. He's totally not fighting it. And you just over to the edge. You throw it to the other guy. Hit the other guy with him. No. Like attack. No. He's just dangling no. like a puppet, and he looks up at you, and he gives you a nod. Nod back, and and then he says, as you're about to let go, he says. May Pelu be merciful, but today it was you showing mercy. And then he just falls, Bloop. bounces off a bunch of rocks on the way down, and, and uh, falls into the sticks. And I, I yell out to the others, "It's time for us to go." Alright. Kind of like I'm moving up a bit away from people. Yeah, that's fair. There are still some around, but they having been a bit disoriented, you get a couple of minutes. Is there anything you want to do or are you gonna make your way back? Lulu, um, Lulu kinda hovering along the side of the cliff looking at you and watching all these bodies fall below. Kind of gives this little <laughs> trumpet as as he's hovering with you. Um I wanna just quickly check the cairn if there's anything useful for us to to kind sure. of understand. You, as as the more and more bodies keep dropping off the trees in the distance, uh around you just hear them thunk, thunk, thunk. There's definitely more to come. But uh at the moment you're free and you glance in and you see a small stone um uh kind of bed base with some softer things not not much softer but a, a blanket thrown on the top there it's it's where Harriman uh, or Austrin would rest and you see a small chest actually it's not that small it's about five feet five feet by three feet sitting there to raise the lift the chest with uh, telekinesis absolutely it's yours it lifts no okay. problem it is right, closed let's... Okay. The camera cuts to the body of Jandar as the hand moves and clenches into a fist. Nice. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take the chest with us, and I, I basically say, "Hey, let's let's fly out of here. Pick up one for pickup." Yeah. <laughs> Before I'm gonna, while he's doing, somebody I'm order gonna... Uber Eats. Yeah, I'm gonna grab. <laughs> oh no no, Uber Eats. Uber Eats. No, Oh yeah, lift. <laughs> all right, so you guys start to to hover up, and um, uh, all of you have flight speed of some kind with you levitating yourself. Or are you going to ride on Lulu again? Uh, well, I I think I'll ride on Lulu like as soon as I can hover over and. Kind oh, well, of, you uh, can actually you can telekinetic your chest and ride the chest. Just stand on it and surf it. Because sure, that'd be pretty boss. Point. Yeah, sure. So I'm turning off the gem. Sure. So I'm not a beacon of light. Yeah, yep, that's fair. The, the the beacon that was on top. Yep. Before Eve, like while he's in there, yeah. I'm to gather as many of my arrows as I can. Sure, absolutely. Uh, roll the two d ten for me. 
13. You managed to get 13 arrows back. I don't even know if you shot 13 arrows, but you find some extras. Um, oh, so, I did. Um, <laughs> so uh, Fenris is surfing the chest you just stole from your arch nemesis. Valerie's massive Arakrokra uh, wings lifting him. Darmida hovering on her flying boots. And you look out and you see just over the edge of the cliff, Lulu kind of looks at you and gives this appreciative nod. And that's when all of a sudden a shadow casts across Lulu's face for a second. And he looks up and this massive bulbous body. One, two, four, eight as these strange wasp-like creatures just pile on him and just tear him from the sky. And he goes plummeting down, at which point um, about four or five of them begin to drag him away. Um, now this, you guys had already started moving away and he was kind of a little bit off from you. And so it takes you a few seconds before you, it's just like you see him, it's almost like the camera sees him get attacked and you're all like going across and then Darmida looks back just in time to see him like a hundred feet down and away and being piled on by all these wasp like creatures and they dangle and they and a couple of them sting him and he kind of goes limp in their clutches and they begin to fly away almost due uh, south. How far away are they from us? Uh, from you right now about 120 feet. Uh, this is a few minutes after you left the edge of the cliff. You're out over the over the uh, the sticks right now, and he had been a little well, bit lagging behind. He Pardon? wouldn't have come back up to us? Well, he was fairly close, but you, you were separated uh, with searching out. Uh... You also see about three more of these wasp-like creatures come diving down and start harrying, har harrowing, har harrying. Uh, in particular, Darmida. They seem to pay paying attention to her. The flapping of their wings. These loud wasp-like creatures, hell wasps, buzzing around you, circling around. You're suspended up probably about halfway across the river sticks at this point. The the Hollyphant about 150 feet down and back. You're probably 800 feet in the air in total. Okay. But I'm afraid. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. So I am going to with the shadows within me is is so uh this I am going to dimension door onto the um, Lulu. Alright. So as those wasps begin to drag the sluggish and now very stung Lulu uh, away from the rest of the party, Fenris just goes, wraps the shadows around him. The, the chest that he was riding just begins to plummet as you, dr as you drop as you're no longer there to maintain the spell within range. And you just disappear and appear right next to the somewhat lucid Lulu as these buzzing wasps are suddenly like, what? Uh, and then, I, I mean, I guess, do we roll initiative? Who goes first? I think or? at this point, we are going to find out what happens with the hell wasps next game. Can I, uh, can I dive down and get the chest? 
Sure, we're gonna. I'll I'll say I'll give you a reaction to just try to catch that chest on the way down. You know what? Let's resolve the reaction now, just for a second, because I will totally forget. Hey, you know what? Let's see if you catch it before it hits the sticks. Next game, we're gonna play that. Uh, not next week, actually. I think next week we're gonna move over to Shadowrun. So actually, you know what? Next give week me... is Christmas Eve. Oh, I suppose there's that. There's that. So make your roll now, just because it's Christmas. It's because it's Christmas. What do I roll? Uh, let's say a dexterity saving throw to react in time. So Fenris, bam, over there. Nope. Oh. Gordon, you're intending to, like, ace initiative and just immediately dimension door back out, right? Oh, you got it, buddy. Nice. So maybe we should that. just resolve that. Maybe we should <laughs> just resolve that. Because it's Christmas. Yeah. Just because like... it's Christmas. Yeah, I won't be able to play next week. No, that's fair. Yeah, Me okay. neither. All right, so um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Fenris also roll a dexterity saving throw just to see if he can react before the rest of the rather surprised hell wasps. This is what I get for putting anything within 300 feet of a freaking shadow sorcerer. <laughs> oh, okay. I've got one last luck point. Just no, I was case. wondering if you had that. One last. So you wrap see. your arms around this little semi-miniature elephant. That wasn't good. I'm going to use my last luck point. That's fair, <laughs> as you managed a six. Oh. It doesn't take much. The DC is ten. To just wrap around and just close your eyes and the shadows erupt and all these insectine pincers and clawed uh mandibles and feet and a couple of stingers reach out into the space where you were as you just bamf and i'm going across the sticks to and you make you were yeah you got 100 feet yep you get all the way across um and you're just actually you hit you, you come down so hard and out of control just holding this oversized elephant with no means to fly well no speed to catch yourself with telekinesis so you you land about let's say 10 or 15 feet up off of the bank and go slamming into the dirt at the edge of the blood red river and your shoulder just slams into the dirt and you're gonna take some falling damage from that sure um okay on can he like uh either go on me and then i take the fall damage but i use a reaction to reduce the unfortunately i'm all the way across he already all right yeah. So uh, make an acrobatics check for me, Gordon. Uh, uh, with this advantage, because you're holding yeah. a mini elephant. So first one is a nine. Nine. All right, so nine. So you're going to take full damage as the two of them slam down into the dirt and uh, raw pebbles on the far side of it. Okay. Okay, you're going to take 15 falling damage Okay, as you hit the dirt, and Lulu does as well. But, I mean, tough old man. But, uh, well, tough old elephant. All right. So you slam and just look back up at your your group a little fur above. And then the camera cuts. Crumpled at the base of the cliff, not quite in the sticks. You see a body, a hand. Grab onto a rock. 
begin to pull itself up. Cut to black. Something. So I hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, everyone enjoyed my the intro to my new character. Uh, it's really exciting. <laughs> a cool vampire paladin thing or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> you, you change characters like people change underwear, man. It's awesome. Uh, uh, also, Yao Finn, uh, have a good night, folks. Merry Christmas. Thanks very much for the raid, everybody who dropped Merry by Christmas. for that. That was awesome. And uh, Yao Fen for all the suggestions. Have a good night, and yes, Merry Christmas. Um, and ow, 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 with your, with your, what is that? The Yao Fen dog. Open dog. Nice. Which, by the way, if you ever get the chance to watch Yao Fen's games, he runs some great shadow runs. Speaking of shadow run, everybody, uh, find some time to make up a character, dig what dust one off, because next week we're gonna be, not next week. But next game we play, which will probably be midweek, because I have some time. We'll work on a schedule. Um, I can, I can meet. I can meet sometime next week because yeah, I'm so, off work. So yeah. me too. I'm on, I'm on leave until the fifth. So, so. sometime uh, in the following week, we're gonna do some shadow run. Nothing says holiday Christmas like random murder for hire. I mean, Shadowrun's got to, like, always take place in, like, the dead of winter in Chicago or something, right? Yeah. Like, it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As always, we are you'll, looking... You'll have to send me some documents, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sure I can dust off an old character of yours if you don't have one. Um, meanwhile, we need an episode name. So, Internet, if you're watching, we always love to have you guys name our episode. Or, if any of the players want to make a suggestion. I still like the name we had earlier. About <laughs> yeah, running Nate... Pardon, what was that, uh, Demita? Your voice cut out as I was laughing at Yelfin's joke. The earlier uh, comment that we had for a name about um, Lulu running naked. I can't remember what it was, but it was... We could watch it back, but it was something about uh, as he comes towards you running naked or something. Something like that. Maybe I'll have to watch that back. In the meantime, yeah. I will happily take other suggestions too, if you want to drop them in chat. Thanks very much, everybody. That was fun. Christmas tree ornaments. Fun. See? You guys had fun at Howerman Hill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was a good time. Great time. I love nice torturing thing. all of you. Yeah. It's a good that time. quite a battle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks very much, everybody. Uh, if you have other suggestions, uh, we put them on the Instagram. I should go to sleep because I have to work tomorrow. Hell's I... Ornaments. Oh, I like it. That's pretty good. Hell's Ornaments. Your hell. Oh, oh. It's, it's fitting for the season, too. I appreciate that. And we had this very nice tree that was dressed up. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And, and they all got shaken off by a giant cat. Wait, not quite. But, you know. Fair enough. The, the lights were bright, man. The lights were bright. That, yeah, there was a brilliant star a couple of times. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Shadow mm -hmm. sorcerer, yeah, no. uh, shadow monk busting out the giant glow ball. Damn, did not see that coming. All right, yeah, I all think the episode times, and we didn't man. even realize it at the time. I think Hell's Ornaments is uh, gonna take that one. That's pretty good. That's very good. Thank you, Alfin. All right, and thanks very much for the raid, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week, not at our usual time. That's Christmas, but we'll be back and we play Dungeons and Dragons every couple weeks and we play Shadowrun starting now, probably every three weeks or so. That's my goal. Cool. All right. Take Happy care, everybody. everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.
You've been listening to SideQuest Live. Thanks so much for tuning in. We try to record all of our games as much as possible, whether that's Dungeons and Dragons or Shadowrun or another tabletop role-playing game. Just a quick side note about all the licenses and copyrights involved. Our music is all Creative Commons attribution music on our live stream video feed or YouTube replay or Twitch VOD. We always attribute each individual artist, so be sure to check out those individual artist attributions. Lots of love to so many people who make their work available so that we can do what we do. So thank you. It influences our game. It makes it immeasurably better. So, so much appreciation for them. Let's not forget the makers of the games. Dungeons and Dragons is copywritten by Wizards of the Coast. They own it. They make it available to all of us to play, and it's wonderful. We are in no way affiliated with them, and nor do they endorse this podcast, but we are very appreciative. The other game we often play is Shadowrun, which is Catalyst Games, and again, we are not affiliated with them, and they do not endorse us, but we really appreciate their game, and we hope you appreciate our game. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitch and YouTube, and watch for those live games once we're streaming them out. And of course, we do accept suggestions for names, so please hit us up on Instagram and name our stuff. All right, thanks so much. I'm Todd, and this has been SideQuest Live. We'll see you again soon.